Everybody needs the song. Money, 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 money. This is the one. Money. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one right here. The millions of dollars from Prop 22. Uh, so, yes. What is going on, everybody? It is Show Me the Money Club live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We got a great show for you today. Uh, if you didn't know, there was a huge article that came out uh, on Wednesday last week. Uh, basically, it was something Sergio was working with with another driver, Pablo, which we're going to be bringing on, as well as the writer of the article from the LA Times, Brian, who will be coming on in just a few moments. Uh, so we're going to first do our rundown. Uh, but first, Sergio, how you doing today? How you feeling? Man, it's been a blur of a week. I'm feeling great. <laughs> Seriously, it's been like amazing, but I'm feeling great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, uh, we got a great show for everybody. First, uh, like I said, we're going to be bringing Pablo and Brian on in just a few minutes, uh, talking about the article. Uh, basically, Prop 22 had a stipulation in there uh, when it came to adjustments uh, and how Pablo was able to find it, work with Sergio, make it happen, get millions upon millions of dollars for drivers in back pay, which is great to hear. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that in just a few moments. Uh, then we're going to be talking about our Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award winner. Uh, we have our May winner that we're going to announce. Uh, then we are also going to be talking a few topics beyond that, uh, which is going to be, is Uber following Lyft in cutting costs? Uh, also, is Lu is Uber losing money on you? Uh, there's, there's some screenshots floating out there that Uber could be losing a lot of money on you. Uh, so we're going to be showing oh, wow. that, talking about that. Uh, and then Sergio... What, what's going on? Are you becoming an ant, a Lyft ant? And wow. are you going to be joining Uber Crew? So we're going to be talking about that. We got some comments, some screenshots, right. and uh, we're going to do a more thank you, a more formal thank you. But we want to thank you real quick first for 150,000 subscribers over here on our YouTube channel, even though some people might be watching it on some other uh, things like Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we don't want to forget you guys. But uh, um, yes, thank you for that. We'll do a little bit more later then. So with that being said, before we want to thank today's sponsor, which is Wallet, we've had them on uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago. Basically, uh, if you need cash, they are here to help you. Uh, so if you have that check engine light on and you put some tape over it, like I keep mentioning, because uh, you don't want to deal with it or you don't want to get it fixed and you don't want your passengers to know, uh, this might be the time where you can get a cash advance from Wallet uh, and they will be able to help you out. Uh, so here is a quick blurb about Wallet. A share driver who needs extra cash? Meet Wallet. We're a cash advance company trusted by over 90,000 drivers. We help drivers who need cash advances for paying insurance, vehicle maintenance repairs, gas money, and any of your business-related endeavors. We have an extremely fast application process, allowing you to have your money in 24 hours. It's fast, no impact on your credit score, and no credit checks. We approve your application based on cash flow from your rideshare business. Join Wallet today and never worry about being strapped for cash again. All right. So that is Wallet. Again, if you are in need of some extra money, uh, check out Wallet. Link is going to be in the description below. Uh, if, you use if you use code RIDE10, it will get you 10% off of your first deal. All right. With that being said, let us get right into the topic. We have Pablo and Brian coming on. Uh, Pablo is a driver uh, who has, uh, you know, kind of took a look at the law, read the law. It's very important what we talked about when it came to um, reading law, understanding different things. And, uh, you know, something happened over the last 18 months that uh, 
uh, you would figure it out. So Pablo, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Great. And then also the person who broke the story, Brian, uh, coming from the LA Times. Hello. Thank you for coming on. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. And congrats right. to you both. What a what what an achievement here! It's it's so so nice to see it uh, reverberating out already. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here, maybe, but uh, uh, yeah, congrats are in order, certainly. Well, without you know, without your amplification, we wouldn't be here. But you know, we're all, we're all going to get into that. I don't know how long you're going to hang out here for, but um, you know, would love to have you for the whole show. But I'm sure you have kids and whatever. Not you're busy. But yeah, we'll get into that. And um, so, Chris, you know, usually I do the interviews on this thing, but Chris <laughs> is going to moderate the whole thing today because I'm actually part of the interview. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a little different. Usually, I'm doing the the production and behind the scenes stuff while you're doing the interviews and stuff, so I can you know change the slides and all that. I'm just taking it all on today. But that's basically yeah. <laughs> Sergio is part of the story. So uh, you know, we can't have <laughs> you interviewing um, as you're doing yourself. So. No problems there, but uh, all right. So first off, let's talk about this. Uh, first, let's let's talk about a brief explanation of what Prop 22 is, kind of why Prop 22 came about in California, and then how has it affected California drivers uh, prior to, to this whole adjustment change? All right, I'll take that one, and then um, the rest is Pablo's. Uh, <laughs> so Prop 22 uh, was pushed by all the gig companies in California at the last national elections in 2020. It was uh, replacing something called AB5, which was, became the law of the land uh, for about nine months, for which, for those nine months, all these gig companies obviously uh, pretty much ignored the law. And AB5 basically codified everybody as employees, everybody meaning all the gig workers of all these companies. And then they came, wrote their own law with their $220 million support, pushed it through the national elections. It was the most expensive proposition in the history of the country, actually. And uh, they passed it. So what Prop 22 does is it has two kind of, you know, it gives some benefits to certain drivers. Uh, it, it all depends on how many hours you're driving per week. And all of this is on active time. So I want you to understand whoever's watching or going to watch it later. Active time meaning with a passenger in the backseat, meaning from the time you accept the trip or request, to the time to drop off. Now, this is valid for ride share. This is valid for food delivery, last mile delivery, and uh, Prop 22, basically uh, all these gig companies. So let's go with Uber, Lyft on ride share, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart, <clears throat> um, Amazon Flex, um, Target Shipped, Walmart Spark, all these companies fall under Prop 22. So Prop 22 has two parts of it, main parts of it, which is um, it, it's guarantees basically for active hours that you're driving, um, your city's minimum wage at 120% clip. So in LA County, where I'm at, that number is $15.20. 120% of that puts us at $19.20. Plus, there was this mileage or maintenance adjustment added to Prop 22 for drivers, which for 2020 was at 30 cents per mile active mile again you know you have to really pay attention to active mile um and and what happened is you know prop 22 was the law of the land these companies uh you know wrote the law and uh 
you know, April 13th of this year came around and Pablo stepped in and there you go. That's what Prop 22 is. Now, there's other things in Prop 22, but only about 8 to 9% of drivers, rideshare drivers, uh, get that benefit. Um, it's a healthcare stipend, um, but that's not the issue we're going to discuss today. The issue we're going to mostly focus on today is going to be that 30 cent um, additional maintenance or mileage adjustment that Prop 22 had. And uh, so you already talked about the earnings guarantee, uh, which is good. So it kind of set that up and then this, this mileage adjustment. So what is the adjustment that was made? Uh, well, the adjustment that what happened is that the adjustment, um, the way the law was written, there had to be an adjustment made to that 30 cents a mile starting January of 2022. And it had to be figured out by the California Treasurer's Office and published by them so that these gig companies start paying the adjusted figure. And it wasn't done. So all of 22 went by. It wasn't done. Then 2023 came around under the law. They had to do another adjustment. Now, this adjustment was done with the CPIU rate. CPIU is the consumer price index of the country. And the treasurer had to do this again in January of 2023, which they did not do. Um, so when, obviously, uh, Pablo got in touch with God, but all of this started with a simple, innocent text from him to me uh, on April 13th of this year. And he texted me, you know, something. And then we have the screenshots, obviously. I did not know anything about this. The other thing is Pablo is a very successful rideshare driver. Most rideshare drivers, due to the fact that they make more than the minimum wage, may not be receiving this uh, mileage adjustment. However, if you're, you know, we call them ants, lovely ants. If you're a super ant and accept every rideshare trip, you most likely are going to receive this adjustment as well. But this is mostly for um, all the delivery drivers. And we know, as of, according to Pew Research, there are about 1.3 to 1.4 million gig workers in California. So it's a huge market. And uh, so Pablo texted me this. And then we started digging. So now you can take over, bud. Yes, yeah, so Pablo, uh, well, let's, hold on. Um, Pablo let's, let's go back to that. Uh, Sergio had said April 13th with a text. Uh, before that, what were you even looking at? Were you, were you understanding, curious, going back into what the law said? Or uh, what was going on that kind of got you into trying to figure this out and see, you know, why didn't this happen in 2022 and 2023? Well, I read the law before or the ballot proposition before the election in November 2020. So I was familiar with uh, most of the text. Um Obviously, with time, I, I, I couldn't remember every single detail. So I, in the back of my mind, I always knew that, you know, the adjustment was never made from January 2022. So that was already in my, the back of my mind. But who was I going to tell? I, I really didn't do much information, do anything with that information. And, you know, primarily because it didn't really affect me. Uh, that money, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to get any adjustment. I never I've never received any proposition uh, 22 adjustment through the whole time the law has been in effect um i don't blame sergio for for forgetting uh this detail because uh april 13th wasn't the first time i had mentioned it to him uh we we actually met for uh dinner on the day that the appeals court uh had uh, ruled the the law 
constitutional. And I don't blame Sergio for not forgetting this detail because I tell people a lot of different things and people just ignore me. So, so I know I dropped this little uh, uh, tidbit of information about this uh, proposition. And I, I remember clearly that his head was spinning about the money. Um, but obviously it was something that was just in passing. It was towards the end of uh, our first meeting in person. And, uh, you know, weeks went on and uh, nothing had happened. I had I really didn't touch base with, with Sergio on this subject again since that moment. So I don't blame him for not remembering. But then April 13th did come along. And that's when I, again, we were, t I was talking to him, I brought it back up to, uh, to, to his attention and we started texting. And that's the day I decided to, well, let me just call the treasurer's office and see what happens. Right. So uh, for everybody who is uh, watching this, I know the screenshots are going to fly around quickly, um, you know, because we want to get to Brian, um, is that I actually on the Rideshare Guy website, we just published the article in chronological order with all the screenshots, all the proof that we had. So please go read that. Um, you know, it'll show you everything that you may miss today. Um, so, yeah, Pablo is correct. We had actually... I had known Pablo for about a year before then. Uh, we met through to social media, Twitter, and uh, he was probably watching me on YouTube or whatever not, or reading articles. And, you know, I was at a Roth conference in Laguna Niguel. Uh, on my way back, I said, you know, Pablo's halfway there, so might as well meet for dinner. And uh, that's how we met. And he nudged me on April 13th. And uh, I was super curious about it, and we started digging, as we should, right? I mean, look, man, information, education um, is power, and you need to you need to dig into things sometimes, uh, even if they're not worth it. And as as my Tuesday partner in crime, Chris knows, I like digging. <laughs> I'm like a little pit bull. I like digging a lot, <laughs> and once in a while, I catch a bone, and this was a, this was a pretty big bone. But anyway, long story short. You know, he texted me and then, you know, we talked um, and, you know, we, we thought, well, why don't we call, you know, the person who was supposed to make this adjustment, which was the California treasurer. And sure enough, he called the California treasurer and here's his uh, screenshot, uh, April 13th at 2.03 p.m. And the conversation lasted about 13 minutes. And that is the California treasurer's office number. So if you guys want to call him up, that's it right there, the 916 number. And um, so initially, um, the person who answered the phone had absolutely no idea what Pablo was talking about. Absolutely none. <laughs> and then I'll have him fill in the rest of the story. But um, Pablo actually had to, you know, <laughs> reel her back in <laughs> because uh, she kept sending Pablo to the IRS website for the yeah. 65 and a half cent uh, standard mileage deduction, which was like, OK, these people no clue what's going on here. So, yeah, so I, I was talking to, uh, I'm assuming the... I don't know what, what the politically correct term, secretary, office assistant, I don't know what you call them now. Um, she answered the phone and I, you know, I asked her about this adjustment and she did uh, immediately direct me to the IRS website uh, for the 60 whatever odd cents uh, deduction that, that independent contractors get. And I had to clarify that, no, that wasn't what I was calling about. And I was actually calling about the Prop 22 um, uh, stipulation that said that the treasurer had to... Uh, publish every every uh, year um, an inflation adjustment on the engaged mile um, part of the of the law so she puts me on hold and took a, a little you know a couple couple minutes she comes back on and uh, 
<clears throat> she still wasn't, you know, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So I, I, I referenced the, the, the business and professions uh, code where, where this law is codified. I gave them the actual chapter number or article, whatever it's called, and subparagraph. And she puts me on hold again. And then when she comes back, she acknowledged that, yes, indeed, it was something that the treasurer had to uh, take care of and that it would um, be coming out shortly. And that was it. And um, immediately uh, we were texting with, uh, with Sergio, but then we, you know, we followed up with fo uh, some phone conversations. And that was that. So that was April 13th. Um, and you can see along with the, with the, the history of the, of the text messages on May 4th, that's when I uh, tweeted uh, at uh, Fiona Ma, the treasurer of California, because I had, I seen, I, there was no action from that phone call. And, you know, I wanted to know what was going on. Yeah, and so, there was, you know, with, with us, is like, when in doubt, go to social media these days, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, Pablo tweeted this out directly to the California treasurer's office. I chimed in a little bit. You know, in fact, Brian's, uh, <laughs> I tagged Brian. Uh, he's the second one up there. And, um, you know, you know, we were just going back and forth on Twitter. And a couple of people said, does Ma's office even realize they have this responsibility? Well, they did then on April 13th, right? The only thing that, that I came across, you know, in that conversation that was interesting to me was, you know, their excuse of not publishing this. The California Treasurer's Office excuse was that um, Prop 22 was in litigation, meaning, um, you know, uh, a judge, a lower court judge um, assumed or deemed that Prop 22 was unconstitutional in August of 2021. So the California Treasurer's Office figured, well, it's in litigation. Well, we did our due diligence and we got legal opinions and unequivocally, all of them said, no, it's not in litigation. It's being appealed. Um, the Prop 22 is still the law of the land. And I'm like, okay, then we need to, now I, Now we have a story. Now we have a story. And then I'm doing these back of the envelope calculations. This could be like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so I'm going, okay, now we need to dig deeper. I followed up actually with another call uh, to the California Treasurer's Office before this tweet. And they said the same thing to me. It's under litigation. We're not going to publish until litigation is over. Well, litigation was over because litigation was, according to them, litigation, so-called litigation, was over when the appellate court ruled that Prop 22 was constitutional on March 15th, which was the day I met Pablo for dinner, which before all this started. So I'm like, why are you waiting until May 4th when we're, tech, when we're tweeting now a month and a half later to publish? You should have done it on March 16th, right? Well, they didn't. So, you know, we heard this quite a bit. Like, if we didn't figure this out, how long would this have gone? I don't know. Probably it would have gone another year. Um, but uh, fast forward, um, May 10th comes around. And uh, to our surprise, <laughs> Fiona Ma, and here it is. And then uh, Fiona Ma tweeted out by tagging Pablo, um, saying that, well, here it is. We made the adjustment and go to our website. And sure enough, when you even today, when you go to the uh, California Treasurer's website, that circled box up there is the adjustment explains what it is, how many cents it's going to go off for 2022 and 2023. And there's the, there's the tweet from uh, Fiona Ma, the treasurer of California, uh, to Pablo, saying that 
And in fact, on that part of it, on the bottom, it says spread the news. I'm like, um, yeah. you're, a public, <laughs> you're a public office. <laughs> I think you should do like some sort of public announcement because yeah. we're dealing with one, almost one and a half million gig workers here. And we said, okay, great. So here we are. We have the adjustment, right? Well, now I'm thinking this is a national, not national, it's a California story, but it's, it's pretty major. So what do I do? I go, okay, I package all this up. <laughs> and uh, because now I'm concerned that, you know, getting this published, adjustment published is one thing, getting the gig companies to pay is a different story altogether because I've been dealing with them since 2015. Um, they're pretty stingy. They don't usually pay that fast. Um, so we get in touch. What do I do? You know, good friend Brian, which, you know, published one of our other, uh, well, in, 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 in about a month ago, he had done an article on algorithmic wage uh, discrimination. And he had used some of our videos and screenshots for that as well. So I'm going like, well, we're going there. <laughs> I go, I package it all up. I go, send him the email. I go, here it is, Brian. It's in your lap now. And then, you know, obviously had to do his due diligence. And then uh, the rest is history. But so, Brian, again, thank you so much for amplifying our voice. Um, you know, we did some of the work. You did a lot of the work as well. Obviously, had to do your due diligence, call the treasurer's office, call these companies. So how did that go on your end? Yeah, well, I mean, it's an interesting story. I mean, it, to me, it's like it is a story. Well, it's a story about, once again, I see so many of these stories where if, you know, drivers you know, want to get a benefit or a right or something that's entitled to them, then so often just the way that gig work, the nature of gig work, as precarious and sort of informal as it can be, the the obligation often falls to drivers to make it happen themselves. You know that as well as as well as anybody. Um, so it's this story. I mean, it's whether that's sort of organizing at large, something like Gig Workers Rising or Rideshare Drivers United, or it's you, you guys at Rideshare ride Guy kind of really digging into the data or individual drivers finding things and, and, and raising the alarm. Uh, it's just so often just a response more than more than any other sector, right? More than at most, uh, you know, at least even in sort of service work or uh, other part-time jobs, there are, there are, you know, more protocol than there are laws governing it that have been better established. There's things that are, are better understood and groups that can help. This is, it's still kind of, I mean, I know it's 10 years old, but it's still the Wild West era. So, I mean, it, it, this, the, I, I, I totally, if you guys hadn't noticed this, I don't know that anybody would have. And the, again, they're kind of banking on it. And the other thing that I started thinking about after, seeing it there is like why why do they even i think they're kicking themselves now because they realize that if they hadn't you know added this little caveat to the law that they wrote they wouldn't be having to make this adjustment adjustment every year now that inflation's going up and up and up um but it's kind of that's just par for the course it's they're always experimenting with well how can we get away with a little bit there oh, that was too much now we gotta increase the incentives again to get people back on the street but how do we you know, we saw it when we talked about that last story with uh, with how they've kind of moved fares to sort of the upfront pricing where now it's it's more opaque and they can kind of take um, uh, in certain situations more more of a cut. So to me, it's a story that really shows both how 
if gig workers want to get anything done, they got to do it themselves. Still, they're it, the it's still so ill-formed and such a wild west. And on the other side, it's a Prop 22 story, which I know there's a lot of different opinions about Prop 22 out there. But to me, uh, having spoken with a lot of the drivers who kind of really did hope and work for it to get pa uh, get AB5 passed so that they could have more protections, like real part, uh, more real full-time drivers rather. Um, I, I'm sympathetic to what Prop 22 has done and what a mess of a law in a lot of ways. You know, like you said, it does some decent things and it's not like it's a complete wash, but it, it does, it, it, it is sort of written to be confusing and all over the place pablo knows you read the you read the whole damn thing so you, you know what a you know what a mess it can be and and when i was talking to vina the, the law scholar uh who's cited in my piece she was telling she's like yeah they this is done by design like the treasury doesn't usually do things like this they don't adjust for for wages like that's that's a weird thing to settle the treasury, the treasury with and in her opinion Uber, whoever wrote the law between Uber and DoorDash and all them probably said, well, why don't we just shove this over there? We'll move it. The, like they distributed the the different, you know, uh, responsibilities to different agencies to make it sort of harder to enforce and harder to. And then as you see what happens, it's been 18 months and you drivers should have been getting this uh, adjustment, this money all along. Um, and it fell through the cracks. And And I think and I hope you talk about this more later in, in your show, but you know, we don't, it's a good kind of a indicator that we don't know exactly what else is falling through the cracks or how this is being administered. You know, that every time a driver, you, you know, takes a, takes a ride, the, the, the rider pays a, a small fee that goes into this slush fund that is completely opaque. We don't know you know, what the companies are doing with that slush fund that's supposed, that is, you know, it's a big war chest that's supposed to be for, you know, the healthcare subsidy. It's supposed to be for, um, you know, this vehicle mile earnings, but there's no transparency. We don't know what this fee is. You know, I, we don't know how much Uber has collected. You could try to back of the envelope it and see, you know, if given X million number of rides and they're taking a dollar each time, it's adds up to, to millions and millions well, of dollars. You know, uh, Brian, as you know, we talked about this um, after, uh, you know, the article came out. Um, you know, me and Pablo have this uh, feeling that this is like the tip of the iceberg because I yeah. think after this, as convoluted as the laws, as opaque as the law is written, I think somebody has to look into this. You know, a full audit of Prop 22, I think, is justified, to be honest with you. Um, but that's what they do. They kick the ball to somebody and kick the can down the road. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure their lawyers were smart. They dumped it under the treasurer's lap. I'm like, hey, <laughs> why not, right? And uh, But uh, I'm, I'm more interested in uh, the bigger picture, which was just like, you know, um, Chris was showing the screenshots. Now, you know, educating one, the drivers is one thing, right? I mean, I think we need to educate the consumer because consumers are, are a larger, much larger community than the drivers are, okay? So these are some screenshots of what an Uber Eats receipt looks like on the consumer end on the right side. And on the left side is uh, one of my own rideshare um, drives or rides I have given. So in LA County, these are both from LA County. Um, you know, for each single time Uber or Lyft are doing a trip, 
the passenger pays 75 cents. As clearly with a line item, it's indicated that it says California driver benefits with three asterisks next to it, okay? And on the right screenshot, we have an Uber Eats receipt um, where you guys can see the fourth uh, line item, you know, after subtotal tax service fee is California driver benefits. That's 99 cents. So, you know, while Brian correctly said the back of the envelope, well, here's the back of the envelope, Brian. <laughs> Uber did, Uber did 2.12 billion trips globally. Okay. This is in the last three months only. Now we're talking from 2020. That's when January, 2020, when prop 22 kicked in. Okay. Um, so last three months, Uber, according to their earnings report, they did 2.1 billion trips. 27% of Uber's revenue or sales come from California, as it does with all other gig companies, because California is a massive market. If we just go with that 27%, on an average, 75 cents to a dollar has been collected from close to 500 million trips in one single quarter. We're talking since 2020. This could be billions of dollars. It really could be. Now, I'm just talking Uber now. I'm not putting Lyft in there. I'm not putting DoorDash, which has 65% of market share on DoorDash receipts, by the way, it shows between 99 cents, buck 50 for deliveries. So for ride share, anywhere between 45 cents and 75 cents is collected, depending on what county you're in. Like in San Francisco, it's 55 cents. But on each single trip, each single delivery, this is charged to the consumer. I don't think the consumer even knows because how many of us order food or take trips and look at their receipts? None of us do. I mean, really. So where is this money? Right. That's my, I mean, I think that's a great question. That's a legitimate question because, you know, if these companies have all the data, which I'm assuming they do, right. Um, and it's collected. Can you put the last screenshot one more time, Chris? The one with the three of them. Yeah. So the next to three, next to California driver benefits on the left screenshot, there are three asterisks and the three asterisks. If you go to the explanation of what it is, clearly says right there, California driver benefits fee is payable by riders directly to Uber and not part of your driver earnings. Great. If it's directly paid by Uber, well, Uber should know <laughs> how many of these 75 cents or dollars they have collected because it's pretty simple math, right? Now, if you go back to 2020, this could be a lot of money. I mean, I, I'm, I'm certain it's going to be a lot of money. And now multiply that by DoorDash to, and Lyft and Instacart and, and all these other companies which have passed on this Prop 22 driver benefits to the consumer. I, I think we need to look into this. And I'm, I'm obviously, you know, we're going to work with Brian on this, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, right. Like, I mean, if, if they say uh, the whole argument was like, no, like it's too we want to keep drivers flexible. So instead of. Uh, having Uber pay full healthcare, this is like your health. This is your half. You know, you if you drive twenty or thirty hours, and you get a, a subsidy, and we'll pay. But so, how much of that is actually being paid out? Like, what percentage? Yeah. How, how do we know they're actually allocating the funding properly? And how do we know, you know, that they're with the? I mean, the answer is we don't. We don't have any idea. I have Actually, no idea. I yeah. have no idea, Brian. Honestly, and, I have no idea. and with within the the on the healthcare uh, subsidy part. There's so many people who, you know, with the right share, you qualify for for government, you know, sponsored you know, health care. Or if you work with somebody, your wife or your husband who gets full benefits, well, then right. you have health care and you are not going to see that health care subsidy. 
yeah. you know, and it's specifically written where it has to be a, a, a California choice or, you know, Obamacare uh, uh, sponsored health care. And if it doesn't qualify, then you get nothing. So there's a big percentage of drivers who are not going to get a, a, a subsidy for one reason or another. And it really shouldn't be that opaque. You know, it, I mean, it, the, the law was written in a way, uh, even with the engaged mile part, if you look at historical data from the last decade, I mean, it's 1% was the average. So if you look at that, there would be no adjustment if historical trends uh, continued. So we wouldn't have this massive inflation uh, spike that we wouldn't have seen. The first you know, adjustment would have been 30 cents point one, and it would just be estimated back downward to 30 cents. So we yeah. wouldn't even get to 31 cents if it would have been historical data. So it was written in a couple of ways. It was written, first of all, with historical data, knowing, thinking in their head, you know, that, hey, it's not, you know, what's the big deal? It's not going to be, you know, more than 1%. We're never going to pay more than 30 cents. And then the other thing is, let's put it, let's handle it to the, let's hide it into the treasurer's uh, responsibility where, hey, you know, if she catches it, great. And if not, you know, who cares, right? If you look at all the, if you look at all the communications from Uber on Prop 22 and from Lyft and from DoorDash prior to this adjustment, that adjustment was never mentioned. Yeah. You know, everything else, it, it breaks it down on how do you qualify for your health care? How do you qualify for the engaged mile, all that stuff? But it never said, hey, starting on 2022 or, you know, it's going to be adjusted. That adjustment just came out of nowhere. Like nobody knew about it. And hey, by the way, the treasurer screwed up and here's your money. So yeah. well, and now I mean, on Twitter, on Twitter, I see a lot of, you know, the, the hate or people that are on citing on, on the gig companies. And trust me, I'm a capitalist, so I get the whole the whole notion of like, hey, if I was running Uber and Lyft, I would try to maximize my profits. I understand that that motivation, but when you have a history, uh, especially with 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 Uber, of constantly doing things of stealing tips and getting sued and and creating riots and fights with taxis in Paris, I mean, there's this constant you know mantra with Uber of like always doing the wrong thing, and not until being pushed into doing the right thing do they do the right thing. So that's how I look at this whole this whole picture it's just it's i hope that this puts a spotlight on this and that we seriously talk to our politicians to to fix this right because it's not working the way it is you know and that's and i hope this story that brian wrote opens that door to more scrutiny yeah well i i do too and i and 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 i uh once again i tip my cap proverbially to you guys for uncovering this for staying on top of it and you know it's it's it is it is crazy that that this is what you got to do in order to make sure the law gets uphold upheld but it's it, it's the way it is and and you know without you guys pouring over the details and and turning the screws who knows what happens so i actually have to bounce and on that note um you know i look forward to uh looping back around and seeing what else you you uncover i'm sure we'll be in touch and i think this project of looking um, at brian before you go just give us yeah. one more minute so i know i'm gonna hopefully meet brian hopefully sometime next week we'll have lunch and you know toast our uh, take a victory lap but could you because i mean look most of you know brian as an la times journalist but Brian is a, obviously an amazing author, and I'm actually maybe quarter of the way through his last book called The uh, Blood of the Machine. So can you actually like, talk a little bit about your, your books, a couple of them, and then you know people can go on Amazon and check them out? 
Yeah, I guess the most relevant one here is uh, is the blood is blood in the machine, which is out in a, in a couple months. But it is sort of about this history of how technology gets used um, in different environments and sort of the the ways that uh, it it can be used to disrupt sort of the the way that we work and the way that we live using sort of the very first example of. Um, the, uh, the the industrial revolution and, and how that sort of impacted jobs. Um, and I actually, I talk a lot about sort of the, what, what, what gig companies, you know, have done. Um, and again, like there's good things and bad things about, about these gig companies. Uh, a lot of them do like, you know, some of them behave more ethically than others, but they are, are also, they are all doing certain things kind of intentionally, it seems like uh, to sort of, you know, change the way that the game is played ultimately in their favor. Again, yeah, that's what capitalists do. And, and that's just sort of the way of things, but we see patterns in the way technological systems and automation and, and, and different systems get used by entrepreneurs to try to, um, you know, restack the deck. So blood in the machine is that it's the story of the Luddites who were cloth workers um, who were sort of raging against the machine of their time. And then I, bring it up through the present and I follow um, Amazon workers, Uber drivers, uh, folks looking at AI sort of coming for their job. So, so that's the most relevant one. It's a great um, book, everybody. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Um, obviously it's on Amazon and he's got two other books, but the latest one, blood of the machines, highly recommended. So Brian, much love. Thank you, man. Thank you for showing up. Um, yeah, thanks guys. Cheers. Thanks you'll hear from up. me again. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you brian all right thank you all right um so i, I got a good, big question for you guys we we've had these companies pay out and they paid out quick they paid out back pay uh they didn't they didn't mess around at least uber doordash lyft um i think grubhub's on there i'm not sure about the other ones i don't know if spark or uh, any of those had paid out or had done anything yet um why do you think they paid out so fast and that they paid out, uh, that they made it so quickly. Uh, pretty much once that announcement was made and and uh, put on the Treasury's Office Department website, then all of a sudden, you know, within a couple of weeks, those dominoes started falling. You started seeing DoorDash and Uber start pulling out these these uh, repayments, and all of a sudden, drivers were waking up one day on Monday. Hey, why do I have $38 in my account? Why do I have $270 in my account? Um, and that's, you know, then the email. Why do you think, though, that they paid out so quickly with with zero real blowback or anything from it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we both agree, me and Pablo, on this, is that, um, you know, once the treasurer um, announced uh, or published the adjustment, which went from $0.30 cents to $0.32 cents for all of 2022, and it went from 32 cents to 34 cents for all of 2023. What happened is that within 10 days, well, she published that on May 10th of this year, right? Didn't hear anything from Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all the main players for about 10 days. And then first it was DoorDash. This is my wife's email that she got from DoorDash um, saying that an update to your mileage pay in California, meaning we're going to do the adjustment. Now, my concern, as well as I think Pablo's was that since the treasurer had published this on May 10th, and this is my email I got from Uber, this is uh, published on May 10th. My concern was that they're just going to say, well, we're just going to go forward from 
the date that it was published, May 10th, and we're going to go forward and continue paying that. As on the right screenshots, you guys can see it says adjusted rate of 34 cents per mile. So I'm going like, well, you know, let's see what's going to look like. But to my surprise and to my joy, really, um, both these DoorDash started with the first email saying we're going to go back retroactively pay for 2022 at a 32 cent rate and pay for 2023 at a 34 cent rate. And then Uber followed and then Lyft followed. And then just this past weekend, um, Grubhub and Instacart joined. Um, Spark has joined. Um, here's the caveat. I, I'm getting a lot of emails saying that oh, I've been driving for Uber for three years. I didn't get a, any penny. That's because you already met the minimum and the minimum is on active hours. Meaning if you did one single trip per hour, and that paid you 20 bucks for half hour of work, which is active time, you're not going to get this money. It's the law is written in a way that you as a ride share driver, if you're getting Prop 22 money as a ride share driver, um, you should be looking to do something else because you're definitely doing something wrong. OK, I've been a ride share driver since 2015. Law came into effect January 2020. I had never received one cent from January 2020 all the way to last year, July, that when I started doing deliveries, guess what? Once I started doing deliveries, which was my first delivery, it was July of last year. Um, I've done 1,100 of them so far, every single two weeks, because Uber Eats pays in a two-week clock and DoorDash pays in a one-week clock. Every single week, I have gotten Prop 22 money. Now, the adjustment came, and I, my, I got $86 from Uber. My wife got between Uber and DoorDash a couple hundred dollars. Just in this household, we got uh, 300 bucks, which is money. Look, the best money is the money you didn't have yesterday, and it shows up out of the yeah. blue. You got 300 bucks, <laughs> right? Now, the top numbers that I have received personally, one driver received 1,100 on Uber Eats and uh, 700 on DoorDash. So it's going to be a lot of money. Now, I, I you know, as lack of transparency exi exists when you're actually doing the work, right? When we're delivering, there are hidden tips. There's all kinds of BS that they pull on us as delivery drivers, right? Or last mile drivers. Um, they are doing the same thing now because the money just showed up, like without an explanation. Now, I'm a nerd. I keep a detailed spreadsheet of every single trip that I do, okay? I exactly knew that my active miles for 2022 and 2023 were 3,576 miles. And the 80, $85.75 I received from Uber Eats was exactly what I should have gotten. But then, you know, if you guys look at my wife's uh, DoorDash money that she received, that was not even a line item. It was just money showed up. Like, it didn't even say California Prop 22 adjustment. It didn't say anything. So I'm not sure how many people are like me and do their spreadsheets and figure out their active miles that they have driven. I think they all these drivers a total breakdown. Like, okay, you drove 11,000 active miles. You should get this much for 2022. You should get this much for 2024. I mean, 2023. Even in this, there is a lack of transparency. But a lot of people are getting a ton of money. We are thrilled about it. And, um, you know, the fight will go on. I mean, you know, we're not going to stop here, obviously, now. And, uh, yeah. Can I add something, yeah, but... too, uh, on the transparency part? This is how 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 crazy things are. You know, with Lyft and the old switcheroo that you used to get. So you're driving to pick up somebody and it's, you know, five miles away, whatever it is, you, you're just picking it up and then they switch you over to another one. That rider cancels. 
And so you drove, let's say, 15 minutes to go pick up that first guy, five miles, it got switched. There is no record of that on your, on your, that you drove those miles. Yep. If they took them out, they're gone. Yep. And, and the, the convoluted part of, of, of Prop 22 is that where the ride starts, it's 120% above minimum wage of the locale. So LA City has a different minimum wage than LA County or I believe Santa Monica and Long Beach here in LA and California, San Francisco. So you theoretically could start in uh, Orange County and at Disneyland, which is a lower minimum wage, and then move into LA County, uh, unincorporated LA County, and it's a different minimum wage, and then go and take another ride at LA City and it's another minimum wage. And when you get a receipt from like Lyft, it aggregates everything. Yep. So it doesn't even tell you mm. what what hours were at what point, at, at, at what rate. Everything's just, you know, lumped together. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, at least <laughs> uh, Lyft gives you a breakdown of, of miles and then that breakdown with the time. With Uber, you're just getting like, you didn't qualify here. Da, da, da. It's like really uh, simple, uh, nothing. And in this on this uh, adjustment, the only one that I saw broken down, and it was really funny because uh, even the word was roadies. I have a friend who got like $8.88. Yeah. And it just said Prop 22, <laughs> their explanation was really like, we don't even know what this is, but I guess there was a mistake. And here, here you go. He had never gotten anything. So obviously at 80 cents a, a ride, that means that he, that it was barely uh, a minimum wage uh, um, adjustment. So they gave him the little bump and he made $8 and 80 cents. I've seen uh, 69 cents as reimbursements. How did they get to those numbers? There is no yeah. transparency. There is no consistency. Uber does it one way. DoorDash does it a different way. They all do it differently. It's like this this law that is kind of like, okay, here's what you're supposed to do. There is no tracking. If you look at the receipt from Uber, it gives you the requested time on the receipt. There's no what time the ride was uh, ordered, what time you accepted the, uh, the, the, the ride, how many miles from when you accepted the ride to pick up. It only gives you when they ordered it. It doesn't give you time uh, of of drop off. It doesn't give you all every mile that's supposed to count in California so that I could do my own math and yeah. see if I really, I've been paid, I got paid uh, properly. Yeah. So well, I mean, you, you they know, don't get the benefit of the doubt. In my book, they do not get the benefit of the doubt because they <laughs> proven one time and again, that they always try to, to hide things. So they don't get the benefit of that. Yeah. They have to prove otherwise. Well, again, I want to go back to that question though. Why do you think that they paid out so quickly? We've seen them, Kick and scream and moan over every every little thing, whether it's to benefit a driver in, in you know Seattle, Washington, Minnesota, um, Chicago, all these places. They kick and scream. They send out scare tactics. But this one, it's like they just rolled over with their tail between their legs and said, "We're adjusting. We're going back to 2022. We're going back to 2023, and we're giving buddy everybody retroactive pay." Why do you think these companies said we're going to do that? No matter well, what, I, I, it, I, it, it, was a, it, it would be a PR nightmare. And if you look at it, I think that they uh, it, it was easy for them. They all threw the, the treasure under the bus. They all did. Oh, yeah. OK. And in reality, think about it. Like Uber called them. We know there's a couple of things that we know that we're not going to say. Right. But we know that Uber called one time in January 2022. We know that they, they contact. Hey, what's going on with this? The the treasure gave this bogus answer, in my opinion, wrong Wrong, wrong, wrong. I don't know who gave her that legal advice, but when the law was first uh, struck down, uh, no, or yeah, struck down as un unconstitutional in Alameda County in August of 2021, 
in California, th this type of law is automatically assumed that it's going to be stayed, which means put aside. So yes, okay, this judge said it's unconstitutional, but we're going to set it aside until the appeals process is going to go through. So Uber assumed and Lyft assumed from the moment that it was ruled unconstitutional that the law was still in effect. So where was Uber on January 20th when, when Fiona Ma said, hey, I'm not going to adjust because it's been ruled unconstitutional? At that point, Uber should have pushed back and said, I don't think so. I think that this law is supposed to be in effect because if not, then why were they paying anything? The law was technically uh, uh, not in effect according to uh, Uber by not paying it or by not pushing back. It was just so convenient of them to just ignore it. And then the well, fact that- Yeah, but think of the incentive. My, my if, you put, if you pool all that money together, you know, think about how, how many thousands upon millions of dollars uh, are uh, you know even tens of millions of dollars could be potentially have just got got back to drivers. Think of all yeah. that money that's been pooled and yeah. sitting in accounts or, or investments or wherever, well, it, it, gaining interest and more money. You're you're getting all this interest for a year and a half, eighteen months worth that should have been paid out to drivers already, and yet you know they're, they're sitting on it. So that January twentieth call uh, in twenty twenty two, it would only make oh okay, you're not adjusting. Nah, okay. It's easy to, well, to turn the other know, side. The, the, the part that irritates me the most on this, Chris, like, which goes to your question, is this. This is not money that they're paying out of their pocket. This is the mm -hmm. money they've been sitting on since 2020 when Prop 22 yep. became, became the law of the land. We just did that little back-of-the-envelope calculation. This could be that they're sitting on billions of dollars, and I'm pretty sure they are not paying out what they're taking in from each single delivery and each single rideshare trip. Oh, for sure. What I'm saying is that the reason they pay so quick is that, one, they went to their legal department. They said, okay, what do we have here? They said, well, the massive class action lawsuit is about to hit your ass, one. Two, you know, more than the, pub, more than the bad PR, which they got anyway. But the second one was, it's not their money. They had the money sitting in the bank collecting interest anyway. They basically got an interest-free loan from the gig workers, 1.4 million gig workers of California. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, of course I'll pay you back. Hey, man, I even go back retroactively. I'll pay you back because I've been sitting on this money, itching my pockets, earning interest anyway. And we know what have happened the last two years on interest rates, you know, six months especially. They're earning juicy interest rates on these, even on short-term T-bills or whatever they have invested in. So to me, two reasons. One, class action coming up. Two, we already have the money. It's not like we're going to open the bank account and write checks everybody out of our own pocket. They already have the money. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I have to give them some credit that they did the right thing by going back retroactively. Which but, you could, but you could tell you could tell which companies are in better financial footing and which ones aren't. Yes. By the way, by the way, they reacted to this law. You know because... what? I got I got to push back on that just a touch only because I don't think it's going to be you saying DoorDash, Uber or Lyft, because those are the ones that put the most money into Prop 22. Those are the ones who had the lawyers draw up Prop 22. So they had a lot more, you know, backing and knowledge of how Prop 22 is supposed to work versus somebody like Spark, who just came in in the last couple of years or even shipped or some of these smaller companies, you know, they don't have the same knowledge or know-how that maybe those particular lawyers did when they were drawing it up and putting that whole legislation package together. That's one of the issues I, I see there when it comes to it. You see the main players, they knew what was going on. They're the ones who are the first ones to come back. 
the other companies who are smaller, they're the one or, or may not have known or had the, the same foot in the game. They are the ones who are kind of like on the back end of this. So but I think I'm sorry, the one that I'm talking about, well, Instacart was part of this and Instacart mm. took forever. Grubhub took forever. I mean, they within we, uh, Uber and DoorDash had already uh, paid out retroactively, and recent updates to the Grub, uh, Grubhub website still recent within hours. And I sent the text to 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 Sergio. It was already done. They had already paid out Uber and, and DoorDash, and Grubhub was still quoting the the thirty cents. Yeah, it and took them a while. Grubhub did is like the announcement actually for Grubhub came on Friday while I was doing some lift trips. They're not going to pay until June 28th to July 4th, <laughs> like a month after the announcement. I'm like, okay, they're uh, either out of money or what? But hey, the so point they is spend that their the money. It's a, ca like, a cash crunch, you know. Yeah, I would like, yes. I, would, I, I would like everyone who's watching now on the live and whoever's going to watch it on the replay. You know, my email, as you all know or may not know, Sergio at therightshareguy.com. I'm getting hundreds of emails. People getting 500, 300, 400, 600, whatever it is, right? So this is going to benefit. Here's the deal. Who's going to get the most money? Bottom line, okay? Me and my wife were super cherry-picking delivery drivers and super part-time. The person that's going to get the most money is going to be a DoorDash driver, Grubhub driver, Uber Eats driver, full-timer, who accepts five-mile trips for two bucks, which, were, which is the minimum these days. Minimum fare on DoorDash and Uber Eats is two, sometimes less, two dollars, two single dollars for three miles, four miles, five miles. And if they're doing this full time, they have driven close to 60, 80,000 miles because, you know, all of 2022 and all the way to May 10th, 2023, they're going to get a couple thousand dollars, which they should have had. Look, I'm sure they're going to hopefully use it to some good. And, and, uh, the other, the other two things that we need to raise, which I'm going to start looking into now because I'm getting a whole bunch of emails. Here's the deal. I got an email the other day, which I was actually talking to Pablo about it, and then I bounced it off uh, Brian the other day, which I think we're going to pursue is this. Let's say I drove all of 2022 for DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub or Instacart or Uber or Lyft or whatever. What if they, I got deactivated um, January of 2023, which happens quite a bit. Tens of thousands of people got de get deactivated. Well, I gave you my work. You should pay me for that. Just because mm -hmm. you deactivated me in January 2023 doesn't mean that you shouldn't be paying me for all this mileage adjustment for 2022, right? There is another loophole that people are falling through the cracks, which I'm getting emails for. Oh, I, I called DoorDash. They're not answering. Here's the deal. Let's say you did gig work. You were tied at cash for six months, 2022, January to July 2022. And then you quit and you deleted the app. You're not going to see this cash because your bank account has been deleted with the app, or you have to make sure that your banking account is accurate because this is gonna show up in your app. And if you're not even watching the app or doing any more gig work, those people are not gonna get paid either. So we're gonna make sure that everybody gets paid who is due this money, that they don't already on top of the interest they earn these companies, that they, you know, nobody falls through the cracks. Because I think it could be a massive crowd on top of everything else. So, you know, that's the next leg. And, and lastly, the leg that, that I'm really interested in, where is the beef? Where is the money? You guys have all this money. Who, is the, who has the accounting of this money? Because I am pretty sure during the campaign of Prop 22, where I was watching on CNN, on any other channel, nonstop, 
Prop 22, vote for Prop 22 commercials. Not once I heard, oh, by the way, this is going to be paid for the, you know, for Prop 22, paid by the consumer. We're not going to put a penny out of our pocket. If that was the case, I don't think Prop 22 got, you know, would have gotten 59% of the vote to be the law of the land. Okay. So now what I want to know is consumer has a right to have this accounting. They're paying for it. They're still paying for it. Those receipts are very current receipts. They've been paying since January 2020. If you look at the big numbers, Uber is doing 2 billion trips a quarter. That's four or 500 million trips in California between deliveries, last mile delivery, and, and ride share. A quarter. How many quarters are in three years? A shit ton. Where is this money? How much are you coming in? How much are you paying out? I think the voters, you know, they voted Prop 22 and have a right to know. And, and in general, the public has a right to know. So, you know, that's going to be the next battle to get these numbers out of all these gig companies, not just Uber. You know, we're not picking on you, Uber, um, Lyft and DoorDash and Grubhub and all the other ones. So that's going to be the like, next front of the crusade. Nice. Well, I got to ask you guys both. How do you feel about this massive win for getting drivers what their rightful dues are back into their pockets with its retroactive pay? How's it feel? I'll take, I'll, I'll look, you know, one thing I got to give, um, I got to give credit to where it's due. So on my right, on my left, I don't know where it is now. It's on my left. This is my weekly partner in crime. On this one, this man right here, who has not gotten one single penny, one, not one, out of Prop 22, figured this out and brought it to me. And then we worked together and made it happen. And this gentleman didn't have to do it. I mean, he, he didn't have to do any of this, right? And Pablo did it. And um, I'm sure he feels great about it. Not even receiving a penny out of Prop 22, but he still, I'm sure, feels good about it. You know, look, there's... I have a bunch of random information because I'm a nerd and I <laughs> dig on things that I probably waste too much time on. But, you know, within my, you know, my influence of zero, it doesn't go anywhere. Whatever, whatever information I have, it, it just dies there. Um, I think this story beyond what it means to me and how it makes me feel is, it's a testament to, to this new medium and how we all have access to, to people that are, you know, like with YouTube, and Twitter that connects you to people that you normally, and I was watching you guys on, on screen, you know, uh, from last year. And then from there, it's just like agreeing with stuff and disagreeing with stuff. And then commenting on, on Sergio's uh, tweets and, you know, going back and forth. And then, you know, um, then phone calls and, and text messages. And, um, and I had some, you know, some, personal stuff that happened during the latter part of last year that, that really affected my life uh, uh, towards the you know, latter part of that year and the beginning of this year. And along the way, you know, Sergio was there um, giving uh, me encouragement because it was tough. And along this, you know, we, the, this current of the, the bigger picture of, of maybe becoming, you know, or advocacy for, for, for the rice share uh, community. And so it makes me feel good that I was able to meet Sergio and that I was able to to let him in on this little thing that I that I knew about, and that with his network, uh, he of people that he knew that he could actually uh, amplify it, uh, you know, digging through it and then being able to letting the world know about it. 
because, you know, there's a lot of things that people might know, but if it doesn't go anywhere, if it just dies within your own head or in your ideas, they just die. So for me, it doesn't matter that I don't get a penny from this. It, it, what matters to me is that the system gets exposed in one way or another. I, I think rideshare is a, a great, a great tool. I mean, I can't imagine a world without Uber and Lyft. I, I just can't. I can't imagine going out with friends or whatever, and then you know maybe having a couple uh, too too many drinks that night or whatever, and not being able to just getting on my app and ordering a ride, and then getting uh, getting home safe, um, ten, fifteen, hundred, whatever the amount is at the time that you get taken to the house, to your house, or wherever you're going. I, re I remember the days of taxis where you would make a phone call and wait for hours if the taxi would even show up. So the system, I think is something that is grabbing hold of society. So I, I, I would hate to see it go, but I, I hate the way that, you know, these companies just take advantage of, of the situation. Cause like Brian was saying earlier, it's still like the early days, it's still the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And so we have to collectively um, do whatever it takes to, to change the status quo, you know, uh, just to level the playing field. This is not about, you know, bringing down Uber or bringing down, I would hate to see live go, because, you know, Uber by itself would be <laughs> a, a monster we I don't even want to imagine. And <laughs> so I feel great that this was exposed. I feel great that I've met Sergio. Uh, and I and I think, that I, again, I think this is just the beginning. There's more to to expose. And whatever I can contribute to that, I I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, you awesome. know, I, I second that. Plus, listen, man, um, you know, without you nudging me on this, this wouldn't have happened, right? Credit is due where credit is due. Um, you know, we can do certain things at the Rideshare Guy, okay? A lot of work goes in the background, and, you know, we get a lot of hate. We get a lot of love. Not a lot of hate, actually. We get more love than hate. <laughs> and, and and a lot of people go, oh, so, you know, they so said this, you did this, whatever, whatever. Okay. So I've been with the Rideshare Guy for five years. I've been writing for them and doing this Show Me The Money Club uh, live stream for a year and a couple of months now this is my biggest accomplishment as far as i'm concerned right and then look man you know i know people whoever knows me personally knows me well enough that i'm like a little pit bull once i latch on i'm not gonna let go you're not gonna shake me off too easily and what has happened though during this all this process is that you know, this shows one thing and one thing only. Information and education is key for anybody's success, let alone just ride share, gig work, delivery, whatever the heck you're doing. Inform yourself. Read. This is not a bad thing, man. If we didn't read the law, we wouldn't be here. I mean, seriously. If you just sent that to me and I go, ah, whatever. I'm like, no, I sit, I show interest. Maybe that's my personality. I don't know. But we do a lot of good. And, and I think this put us onto a much higher level now, as far as the channel is concerned, as far as the community is concerned, because we're constantly working in the background. You know, I get all these emails, Sergio, why do I do with this? What do I do with that? I, go, I don't want to play Uber support, but believe me, I read everything. I forward everything where it needs to go. And, and these things will not happen without having credibility, okay? And I think as a channel, Chris, me, the show, you know, right, share guy. We have enough credibility that when we get out there, people listen. Like Brian didn't have to do this, right? He's a freaking, <laughs> you know, LA Times award-winning journalist. He didn't have to do any of this. But what happened during this process is that you make friends. You know, you don't burn your bridges. You talk to them constantly. You feed them information, 
and once in a while you run into a big story. You know, it's not a feather on my cap. This is like the best thing I've done for drivers that I could do. And, you know, I'm going to keep working on it until I retire. And but it goes to show that education is key. You guys need to pay attention to what you're doing in your own life. Don't expect something to happen for you. You know, yes, we, we will try. We will do our best to, to help drivers as drivers advocates. But you are have you have to educate yourself. Ultimately, you're on your own and, and look out for these things. Keep your mileage logs. Keep your cost calculators. Keep do all this stuff. Treat this like a business and show interest in what you're doing. Don't do it willy nilly. Just, ah, you know, like most people got a lot of money, I'm sure. And they didn't know where it came from, but they were happy the next day. And I'm like, okay, great, cool. And uh, that's the last thing I want to say is I want these companies actually not to come up with the dollars that they put out. There's, I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure DoorDash is not going to say, maybe they'll say during their earnings calls, like, okay, we have to put out 70 million. But again, it wasn't out of their pocket. They collected from the consumer. They held on to it for a year and a half. And then they paid it drivers a year and a half late like where's the transparency that's all we want just show us some love show us some transparency give me my numbers why did you send me 500 bucks you know saturday morning out of the blue is it was it because i drove i don't know an extra seventeen thousand miles for you in 22 and 2023 i don't know show us some transparency man this is the simple stuff so you know i want to thank yeah. Papa, obviously you know much appreciated man obviously we're going to keep working on it and Chris, obviously, you know that I do this thing every week. Um, yeah, I think, buddy, we're at the next level now. I think we we moved the notch up. <laughs> one thought that just one thought that just came to my mind right now was, you know, I've read the law, and obviously, since then, I've read read it multiple times, and I've dug through it. Nowhere in the law does it say that a certain amount of money is going to be paid on every single ride to cover these these things for the prop twenty two. And it also There's doesn't no say. There is no law. verbiage like that in the law. So why did all the all the companies jump on that California benefits thing? If that doesn't sound like, you know, like corporate collusion on the background, which is supposed to be illegal, where is the FTC on this? They, they're all of them automatically said, hey, California benefits. And they all have that stipulation on the receipts. Yet it doesn't appear anywhere in Prop 22. So well, the other thing, the other thing, Pablo, is that Nowhere in the law, as you read it and I read it, says that we have to put an accounting of this. Nobody, nowhere in that law says that. Nowhere that there should be an audit every year. Because we're talking hundreds of billion. I mean, literally a few billion dollars now since 2020. If they took in 75 cents to a buck and a half on each single delivery and trip, and we know what happened to deliveries. Deliveries went nuts because of pandemic, right? When 2020 came, March 2020, everything's shutting down. Uber Eats, DoorDash, Instacart, Grubhub blew up. All, every single one of those trips, every single one of those transactions had a you know, consumer paid for, right? I'm going like, nowhere in the law it says that, oh, by the way, you know, um, uh, if you pass this law, Pricewaterhouse is keeping track of all these funds. I'm like, I, I don't know where the money is. Sure, you know, I think, I think everybody deserves an accounting, and I think that's what we're going to work on next and try to get it. Hey, they were they were really good at uh, writing that extra, you know, a couple sentences on the bottom of that paragraph saying the responsibility is on the treasurer for math is math is math. The number comes from the CPIU and the uh, statistics of, your, uh, of of the government. Right. Yeah. So that's published by the federal government every single month. 
um, math is math. 7.11% is no matter how you dice it, it gives you the same number. There was yeah. nothing special that Fiona Ma did to reach 32 cents and 34 cents. I wish she was, you know, had some math problems because uh, based on the, if, which number she used from what month, you know, I did it both ways. It always end up, ends up at 34 cents. So yeah. math is math. So they didn't, I mean, have to, I think, they didn't have I, to write that stipulation. They could have just automatically used the CPIU number and immediately January 20, uh, uh, 2022, there was no need for this uh, uh, treasure uh, stipulation on the law. Why didn't they put something about the comptroller to go in and audit the books on, on where the benefits are going? I mean, they're so so eager to put the treasurer on the, on the law. Hey, why don't you use the rest of the government? you know, to, to audit the law or whatever. No, I mean, no. it's facetious, but come on. I mean, we're going to work we're on We're just a third party to collect all it. of it and mm -hmm. uh, distribute. Yep. Yeah, we're going to work on it. You know, we keep, it's, a, it's constant work. And then we do a lot of work, uh, you know, look, without you guys' support, we wouldn't be here, right? The community. Uh, and one time, David won. But then David's not done. <laughs> chip, chip, chip. <laughs> we're going to keep chipping. And uh, let's see, maybe there's uh, victory number two for David coming up. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned for that. We'll see. Uh, Pablo, thank you for coming on. If you want to stick around for the rest of the show, uh, we are going to uh, transition into our other topics. But again, just want to say appreciate it. Uh, you know, the name of the show is Show Me the Money Club. Uh, and Sergio Pablo, you definitely found the way to put a lot of money into some driver's pockets, probably who definitely need it as well, too. Uh, you know, because unfortunately, sometimes when some delivery drivers are out there driving for peanuts, uh, it's definitely going to go probably a good way uh, if they're coming up on some bills or anything like that. So yeah. uh, awesome work, you guys, especially you. Uh, looking in the fine details of everything. Well, thank you for letting me share uh, share this space with you today. And uh, I'll let you guys do your thing. But I uh, thank you again, Sergio, Chris, for having me on and explaining the story. And I and I look forward to to doing more things like this going forward as I on the right trading with the right shirt. Yep. So yes, Pablo will be coming on uh, more for our Spanish speaking community because uh, you know we speak English and Spanish is a different language. So some people may not have the uh, bilingualness in them. So uh, it's going to be great to have Pablo come on and you know do some of these uh, Spanish videos. So it's going to help our Spanish community out there as well because they are also part of the whole community when it comes to. Uh, drivers, delivery drivers, last mile drivers. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that, Pablo. Coming soon, coming soon. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, have a good one. All right. Awesome work, Sergio. Good job. Thanks, man. We worked. We did. We did now, good. My, what, one last question. Let me the emails, by the way, people. You know, let me say, <laughs> I got already like a few hundred, but, you know, we're talking 1.4 million. I'm not expecting to get 1.4 million emails. <laughs> I'm, I am 100% certain of this now. From the amounts that I have seen, there was as little as $0.62 cents and as high as $1,800, okay? So, and everybody else is in between. I am 100% certain if you are, have done even one single delivery, which, you know, Pedro, our other contributor, I did his live stream on Sunday. He had done one single delivery in L.A. when he was in L.A. for Curbivore, and I made him open his app, and he got $0.20 cents for this adjustment. So, this could range from pennies especially if you have done deliveries for all these companies, okay? Uh, right here, not so much, unless you were a super ant. 
if you're done delivery, send me an email. Should, you know, say, Sergio, I got this much. Sergio, I got that much. You know, I got a whole bunch of them anyway, but, um, you know, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. And please go read the article that came out today. You guys will see all the chronological screenshots, all the proof, everything, all the evidence is in there. And we keep fighting. Let's go. <laughs> now, do you sleep with one eye open right now? Kind right. of. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, my wife was like, why are, you, why, why are you doing this? I go, what do you mean why am I doing this? You just got 200 bucks. You buy me sushi. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then she goes, but you know, you're pissing off these companies quite a bit now. I go, I'm not pissing off anybody. I'm just getting what's right. That's all. I mean, you can yeah. be pissed off, but I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, security detail coming up. I go hire there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you got to watch out because this security detail might be mercenaries now. <laughs> ah, whatever, bro. Like, I'm not, if I'm gonna worry about that, I wouldn't do any of this. I was just go on a beach having margaritas. But uh, no, man, you know, we did good. We did really good. Yeah. Well, either way, let's let's switch it up uh, again. Thanks. Uh, for, you know everything on that and i'm sure a lot of drivers are very grateful um but you know let's let's move on with the good stuff so you know we are doing our show me the extra mile sunshine award our winner uh for the last month which was may is janice from north carolina um so janice i'm not sure if you're watching i didn't see you in chat um maybe you did um but either way janice from north carolina uh congratulations you are may's winner um, I believe Sergio, uh, if you haven't already, um, did you schedule the, the, uh, yeah. interview with her? Perfect. We're Great gonna, story. We're right going to do that and we're going to do the article as usual. She paid it forward. Janice, congrats. Thumbs up. As soon as I do your interview, your hundred bucks is on its way. <laughs> and an RSG. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sergio, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate Sergio, that. Sergio, thank, um, you. thank you, Sergio. Coro, we we had mentioned or we posted on, on there, but thank you as well for the super chat. If you're still in, um, yes, Caro, thank you. Um, um, hope you got some money from DoorDash, bro, <laughs> or Uber. Eats. And as always, we do want your safety in mind. Uh, if you want to make sure you can spend that extra money from Prop 22, if you got it, uh, so you want to make sure your your peace of mind is uh, safe with a camera uh, we always recommend the display ride dash camera and you know they've done a great deal where smtmc viewers will be able to get 20 percent off so instead of 25 dollars a month it's 20 dollars a month with code rsg20 link is going to be in the description below uh, so if you don't have a dash camera make sure you get one today uh, definitely go for that with the dash camera from display ride and if you want more information uh, we are going to be having a full breakdown video of it very soon with joe uh he just got a unit shipped to him so he's going to be doing uh that video very soon whether that's this week or in the next couple of weeks i'm not sure um but if you have more questions on how it works or anything like that uh let us know and here's here's a fun little story when it comes to dash camera um you know joe uh yeah, yeah. dark dark I road run dark road run joe uh not not our contributor right here joe, oh guy, okay joe. okay yeah, we, oh, we yeah, had him on. Funny yeah, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. He he was doing live earlier today uh, that I I went and hopped in, and he was uh, out driving earlier this morning, and he was on the streets of San Francisco on a highway, and coming up in an interchange, and um, you know somebody in the far left decided that they were going to wait last minute, and they waited a little bit too long, uh, and he got it right on da dash cam footage. 
Uh, basically, the car ran right into the guardrail, uh, flopped over, and all, if he didn't swerve out of the way, luckily nobody was to his right, but if he didn't swerve out of the way, he would have hit them and he had passengers in the car. Um, so that just goes to show you, you want to make sure you have everything covered because not only if there's problems inside the car, but something outside the car like an accident, you know, that's definitely going to be helpful uh, when it comes to what happened, piecing it all together and uh, sharing exactly. So that is another thing right there. I'm yeah, doing the. I, 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 know, man, I don't I, live in Detroit, William. <laughs> exactly, but um, yeah, the dash cam is a must. I mean, seriously, if you're doing deliveries, even deliveries, you know, park your car in driveways, whatever you do, point the dash cam towards your house because you're leaving your protected zone, which is the which is your car. You're going walk into somebody's door. I mean, you know, it's a must. I mean, twenty bucks, man. Twenty bucks is. It's a joke. I mean, how much is a Taylor Swift concert? You know, I looked at it. My daughter, my daughter wanted it. I go like, let me let me look. First of all, they're all sold out, obviously. So I go to StubHub. Chris at the SoFi Stadium, which last Super Bowl well held two years ago. Mm -hmm. Nosebleed section, seventeen hundred and fifty bucks a ticket, bro. Jesus, I'm like I am definitely not paying seventeen fifty a ticket. You know, you know, you know, what's absolutely crazy, though, is that's not just SoFi. That's like all over the freaking place, too. Like, I keep hearing all these things about the. I don't know why Taylor Swift concerts are like so crazy or so expensive or, or what, but holy crap. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you. Who's Thank the more you. efficient driver? Driver A, 150 rides, 50 online hours, 1900 bucks, 500 miles driven, 2023 Kia, Kia hybrid driver B, airport runs. 70 rides, 115 online hours, 1800 bucks, 3000 miles driven, 2023 Honda Accord. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I mean, is there a question here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it, it, it's very I obvious. Think, are, you, are you, I think he's being facetious or what? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you have a bet with this gentleman in the, in the Honda because you won if you're in the Kia. So like, <laughs> yeah. Whoever's got the Kia, you're the winner. How <laughs> you doing there, bud? Yeah, you did good. Yeah. I was like, I hope you have a bet with the Honda. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even it's not even like a A. It's, it's not even a contest. A, that, that, a, like, a. <laughs> that, that that's that's like the that's like a Taylor Swift behind the scenes uh or backstage uh, ticket package, versus right a nosebleed there. ticket. You're not even yeah. in the same atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Um, you know, I you know, I think uh I think we found out where the money for Uber came from. Uh and I think that's uh the, I think that they're they're cost cutting because they had to dole out so much money uh when it came to this whole prop twenty two debacle because they didn't pay uh for, for 18 months. So what you see right now is Uber is leasing out the entire office building in San Francisco. Whew. Yeah. I you know. Um, you know, we talked about this like a few weeks ago, a month ago, you know, like, why do they need 33,000 people? Why do they need all these buildings? Why do they need all this stuff? Right. Well, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, whoever is in San Francisco, I feel bad because I think the city is falling apart seriously with all the homelessness and whatever else is going on. Not that it's homelessness fault, but that they're allowing certain things to go on that shouldn't be. But anyway, I hear that the commercial real estate in San Francisco is like trash at the moment. And now Uber comes to the market saying that, well, I don't think we need all this room. <laughs> so, you know, please take it away from us. So we'll see. 
um, you know, and, and you guys sometimes say we're going to do this segment like in a couple of segments. Oh, Uber takes 50%. Well, this is where the money is going right here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is, this I mean, is this is, is one expenses. of the most expensive. I'm pretty sure this is one of the most expensive buildings in San Francisco. And uh, th they need to pay for it somehow. How are they going to pay for it? <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, like people think like Uber runs on air. No, man. They have expenses. Like, there's one right there. God knows how many of these they have around the nation, around the globe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, eh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Rent yeah, ain't cheap so, for 300,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny you mentioned that topic, though, about, um, you know, Uber paying Uber, Uber taking 50% or 70% or... You know, five percent. Yeah, here here comes the hate mail. Um, one of the things that Uber did recently the is mail. they've oh. become a little more transparent on their take, and I think that they're doing that because they want to try to correct the flack a little bit because they're getting so much. Because again, when a driver looks at the breakdown, they look at what the customer paid and they mm -hmm. look at what they made. Those mm -hmm. are the two figures and the two figures only that they look at. If anybody Wrong. else tells me different, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to me. Wrong. But I know with the truth. You're looking at what the customer paid, what the driver made. I get yeah. it. I would be doing the exact same thing. So Uber, in their infinite wisdom, wanted to say, hey, how can we make it so we're not taking what looks to be 50% of the fare? You know, the customer paid 100 bucks, the driver got 50 bucks. It looks like we made 50 bucks. How do we, how do we make that so what they did was they they decided to decouple the amount that was owed to the um, insurance companies, the commercial insurance. So that's what you see on there. And that, that yeah. makes up a big chunk. Whether you agree with that number, whether you think they could be pulling a little extra into that to make it look like oh, yeah. that, that's, we, we don't know. We can't confirm nor deny that. Uh, we can, can speculate. We could, uh, you know, think we could do whatever we want. Um, I think they're getting ripped off if that's the amount of fare that they have to put towards commercial insurance, um, that they need better insurance agencies or something. Um, that's all I'll say about that. But uh, when it comes down to it, the other aspect of what they're doing, too, is now they're starting to show right here the Are service fee <laughs> and how yeah, much I'm they've here. taken or Should how much even... they've lost. Should I do an article? I, mean, I was going to do an article on this, but I know, you know, I did one time, like about six months ago, I did like, is Uber's take really 50%? That boy, do I, am I a hate mail I got on that one? It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going like, now, last week, I got all these, right? From different, these are three different drivers, right? So in, for sake of transparency, right? Lyft is showing this now. They're not hiding it for 10 days for the PDF to show up anymore. And Uber is showing this live now, tip after tip after tip. For the last 30 days, look at the screenshot on the left, Chris. It says Uber's yep. total service fee <laughs> for your rides, trips for May 1 to May 29 was negative $1,542.89. This negative amount means that you earn more through fares and promotions than the total customer price during the period, excluding tips, government, and other third-party fees, which is airport fees and things, city taxes. And I things think like that, that might have been just their Prop 22 repayment. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I've seen so many of these now. Yeah. Like, they, so, so, so here, you know, we need to do a segment about how to make Uber lose money. You yes, I mean? absolutely. Because we, I we, we can definitely these, do that. These three separate drivers, okay, the guy in the middle sent it to me. 
on this one, May 21, May 1 to May 29, the loss was $1,503.04. The other guy, $1,542.89. And on this one, two drivers lost $3,000 on. Yeah, with the arrow pointing on this one, May, April 17th to May 15th was negative $55. So as your chump change, but still negative. So I assure you, Chris, I am like as, as, as sure as my name, none of these drivers are ants. None. They all cherry pick the shit out of it. They go in for that high surge, sticky surge. They grab it. And Algo didn't charge the high surge to the packs. And boom, Uber loses 30 bucks on that trip. Okay. These, yep. none of these drivers. So, how do you make Uber lose money? Cherry pick. If you're going to take everything, Uber's going to make a ton of money on you. Well, now, here's the thing not only are cherry pick, but this is also where the three P's come in planning, positioning, and patience. That is, you know, the other side of the yes. coin if yeah. you want to do that, because, you know, you got to plan when these, uh, when the time is right. You know, plan when surge is going to probably be happening. You got to plan when, you know, the bonuses are happening, whether it's a streak bonus, whether it's a ride bonus, a quest goal, whatever it might be. You have to plan out for that. And then, you know, you, you actually go out and that's when you have the action of doing that. The patience to take the correct ride, not just take every ride that's coming in. And then the position to make sure that you're in the proper zones that you need to be in order to take advantage of the surge, take advantage of these bonuses, this promos. And then that way, at the end of the day, you're making Uber lose money instead of gain money. Yeah, I agree. And and look, please, okay? I, you all know my email. <laughs> I don't want any hate mail. I am telling you, you know, as much as you guys say, Uber takes 60, 70% of the fare. Like Chris said, you know, as convoluted as their numbers are, to bring down the service fee on the bottom line, they throw in all the stuff in there. And I'm 100% sure now, because I'm working on this too, you know, that 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 commercial insurance that they put up there for like a 18-minute, seven-mile trip that is like $7. I'm like, yeah. what insurance company are you guys working with, man? That's a lot yeah. of money for a 17-minute trip. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure marketplace fee is in there, which they collect from the customer and they slide it in there. They're not breaking that down anymore. You don't see marketplace fee anymore. Marketplace fee is something from zero to $10 that Uber charges the passenger directly. They collect from the passenger and you're not entitled to it. So you guys know. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're squeezing the marketplace fee in the commercial because not a goddamn chance, bro, that a 20 minute chip commercial insurance, you know, premium on that is $7. I mean, what's going on? I can buy commercial yeah. insurance for myself for like, I don't know, 800 bucks a month. This is like mm -hmm. ridiculous. So I'm going like, I don't know. Some, some shenanigans are happening there. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's something going on. Um, so, I mean, wh whatever you guys think, put in the comments, let us know. Cause we'd love to love to hear exactly. Okay, what well, you're look about. at your numbers. Is Uber <laughs> losing money on you? There you go. Uber losing money not, on me. Oh, they're, yeah. they're not losing money on you. You're not cherry pinging enough. There you go. <laughs> No, they, they lose money on me for sure. Because, uh, again, I go and drive when I'm getting shown those bonuses. That's, again, my rule has always been not, or not always been, but lately has always been uh, show me the money and I'll drive. My time is always going to the highest bidding, uh, to the highest bid. And, and you know, I, I don't go to anything lower bid or anything like that. It's always yeah. to the highest bid. 
and uh, whoever's showing the money is is pretty much who's going to well, be getting my time. Show me the money last week. We're going to put up the numbers next week. I show me in two guarantees. I did thirty five trips for Lyft while I was on the Lyft. I was also doing Uber Eats. So I sent the numbers to Chris. We're going to show it to you next week. But I'm waiting for the PDF to show up to see how much Lyft lost. That's why I'm waiting for that. <laughs> So it was like eight hours, eight and a half hours active time for like 670 bucks. That's like, I don't even know. Is that 80 bucks an hour? Some ridiculous shit. So it was it was a good time. I did it. And uh, yeah, man, make Uber lose money. Cherry pick. Otherwise, not going to happen. Jeff, are you yep. here, Jeff? I bet you your numbers don't look like that, Jeff. I bet you Uber made $1,400 <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's day. probably like ah, it's okay. It don't matter. <laughs> well, he he's doing what he's doing. Um, Everybody's doing what they're doing. So, like, yep. All right. Well, it is that time of the show where we want to give away some money. So, oh, okay. enter hashtag money in order to win twenty five bucks. We're going to do the drawing in just a few minutes. Again, this is for the live chat only. So, if you're watching yes, the replay, please. if you are watching, uh, you know, somewhere else or listening on the podcast side. Uh, sorry, it's only during the live show itself. You have to be part of the live, which is Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and we are going money, to be doing money, that. Money, so money. make sure you get hashtag money in there. Uh, we're going to be doing that in just a few minutes. We're going to go through um, a topic first. Uh, and this is a topic that should be welcoming to drivers or hopefully welcoming to drivers. Uh, and that is that Uber is changing its rating screen. If you saw my video the other day on Saturday, uh, I kind of broke it down a little bit. Uh, when it came down to some of the changes that they're going to be doing, this is something that Lyft has been doing for a while. Uh, and this is something that Uber has kind of been toying with for, you know, on and off for years, pretty much since I started driving. I remember them talking about it and then nothing happened. And, you know, now it looks like it is actually starting to take effect. And that is these ratings. So uh, basically on your last 500 ratings, which it's always been, um, they're going to exclude certain ratings from the average, which is going to be riders who frequently give low ratings. Uh, so if you have, if if you want to be that perfect five star driver, I don't know why, but if, if for some reason you have that that type two personality <laughs> and you need to be, um, then you really need to make sure that uh, uh, you're taking advantage of this because you might get that one star rating of that person who drives and uh, drives all the time in a car and they always rate low. Um, so that is one thing. And then apparently things that are outside your control, such as traffic and other, you know, related things are not going to affect your rating. Uh, you know, how they're going to find that information if the driver, or I'm sorry, if the rider just puts in the rating and then calls it a day, uh, who knows exactly what's going to happen there. Yep. I, I, uh, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to put this out. I know you all say you're negative, blah, 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 blah. I know for a fact, I'm at 496. I have been at 496 for the last 700 trips. I thought that they were supposed to fall out. I mean, my numbers are almost exactly like this. Mine is three, two, three. I have three, uh, four stars, two, three stars, and three, one stars. It's been the same, Chris, for the last like 700 trips, bro. Isn't mm -hmm. it supposed to fall off? I don't, I'm it's not supposed sure. to. Yeah, you know what? Like, Honestly, I, I actually, okay. I think, I think it's stuck. My it's my rating actually. So so yeah, during my I've my been Uber stuck career, at my during my Uber career, it, it was four ninety six for a long time. Then I got to the point where I was like burned out, and I was just like not happy. I didn't want to drive any of that. I'm sure everybody who's been driving for a while will experience that. 
You know, it just wasn't fun. It just wasn't, you know, it, it felt more of a chore uh, versus anything else. And at that point, that's when I noticed my driver rating starting to go down. And I look at it, I'm like, huh. And I, I was doing some introspective work as well, too. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it, it's it's not fun for me anymore. Um, so I, I that's when I took a little bit of time off. I took a couple of weeks off uh, from driving. And I kind of just, like, enjoyed it and, and, you know, thought about why I started driving in the first place uh, to kind of, like, see what was going on. And that kind of restarted that fire of, you know, playing the game uh, and, and I'm sure you, you've had that, Sergio, and I'm sure people in here have that. That's why they pretty much go out and drive some of the times is because of that game. Um, and so that's after that, that's when I started seeing the rating pick up. Um, so it was 4.96, pretty much same as yours. It went down to 4.87 or something like that. Uh, and then I got it back up to it's 4.95 now. Uh, and I honestly, I, I, beyond that, I don't really care. Like I don't either, but I think it's stuck. Uh, mine, I think it's stuck for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I've been looking at the, you know, every time I look at the rating screen, it's the same three, two, three, bro. Like, you know, the three, two, three <laughs> is like three, four stars, two, three stars, three, one stars. It's been like that for well, like 700 plus trips. I'm like, aren't these like, it's a huge coincidence that my one star gets replaced with another one star. You know what I'm saying? So I go like mm-hmm. three, two, three. I'm not even looking at the rating or whatever. Three, two, three has been there for like two years <laughs> now. I'm like, Bro, it's stuck. Something is wrong with it. I don't know. Or or the rating systems aren't really real, and everything you oh, see I, is yeah, just an illusion so. that was built up by by AI. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I honestly, I don't pay any attention to it. Like, you know, if you're a shitty driver, you're gonna any look. If you don't have a clean car, and if you're, you know, uh, I don't know, if you're rude and if you're kind of unsafe, look, you're gonna get dinged quite often. My car is always clean. People, you know, whatever. I'm like. I don't care if I'm 486 or 496 because, look, a lot of people, by the way, you know, a lot of drivers think that the higher rating, they get you better customers. They match you with higher No, no, customers. it doesn't. I'm going like, in what world is that possible? Anyway. I want to know, you know, honestly, I want to know where that theory even came about because it's not true in any way. From Donnie, from Donnie in Biloxi. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come oh, on, Donnie. God. 10 one stars. Who's got that, bro? That's a lot. Nice, Nick. Nice. <laughs> You're proud of the 10 one stars? Oh, oh, oh Vegan Gem has it. It says right here, I have uh, 10 one star ratings for not allowing a ride during open red solo cups into the car for not allowing a Vegan Gem. And, and you know what? Hey, uh, uh, hey if, if you 100%. want, if you don't care about the rating, Vegan Gem, no worries. But, but the other thing on the other side of that, if you want to kind of keep it somewhat, you know, intact, uh, those types of rides are probably the ones that are going to get canceled on because there are they are going to be the ones that are going to rate you low because you didn't give them what they wanted, so they're going to be like, "Well, I'm going to rate you low" because that's what they think that they can hold over you. But yeah. little do they know that it's out of 500 ratings. So you know, a one star out of 500 is not going to matter in in when it's weighted out. Ten although, one stars although, still aren't going to to look. Their one star on you is not going to move the needle. Maybe one tenth, no. if 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 that. But you're one star on them. Let's say, okay, okay. So they do two trips so far, right? And they got a four, both fives. You're one star on them. We'll dump them to like 420s. Some ridiculous, like four, yeah. 420s, 410s. It'll be like, what the hell happened to my rating? And they will not get <laughs> Yeah, but you know go. what? Here, here's the th- Yeah, here's the thing. That's the funny aspect about driver and rider ratings. 
Riders don't use the platform nearly as much on average. There are some riders out there who have a lot of rides, yeah, uh, and then their their low rating or, or a low rating will not affect them anywhere near the amount that a, a driver, or I'm sorry, a rider may take a couple of rides here and there. Uh, and, and then on the flip side, the driver, it's out of 500 rides. So it doesn't matter a damn bit if you give me one star. I don't care. I'm, I'm the exact same way with Vegan Gem. I will not allow an open container in my car. I don't know what you're bringing in the car, especially if I'm picking you up from the bar. Uh, There's no effing way. Uh, It's not happening because, again, that's the the liability is 100% on me. And I'm not willing to do that for you coming in my car, giving me, you know, 450 for that ride. Bro, we're both getting arrested. We're both getting arrested, bro, with an open container in the car. Screw that. So chuck it, you know, drink it. I'll wait for you a couple of minutes, you know, glug, 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 and then come on in. That's okay. Okay, Sunshine Main, put it up. What did he say? What the fuck? What did you say, Sunshine Main? Sergio, just last four weeks out of 40... Bullshit, Sunshine Man. You didn't make $4,710 in four weeks. You you drive two days a week. How do you make that kind of money? Accepting 99% (laughs) of your chips. I'm not buying that. I mean, I do trust you, but I think your math is sideways. <laughs> well, if, he, if he's in Myrtle Beach, I mean, let's be real. There's a lot of people. Does that include right tips, now, Sunshine so. Man? No tips, bro. You get 500 <laughs> a week in tips, so no tips. Do the numbers again. Again, but if they made 281 on you versus the other one, they lost 1,500 on on that driver. That means, you know, you're not cherry picking enough. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, money, let's move to the... Uh, the giveaway section portion hold on let me i have three monitors and yet it's not even lining up properly hold on uh <laughs> but here we go oh i gotta write this down hold on <laughs> who's the winner all right let's see who's the winner sheldon, sheldon congratulations you are the winner hit up sergio sergio at the rideshareguide.com and he will get you there i will get it as soon as i get your email um i you were right under the gun there jabola fit wait for the next one there's gonna be one more um we got one more coming up but we got a couple more topics we're gonna go through first um so we talked about uber (laughs) changing the rating screen um now uh actually no that's not even the rating screen uh actually no no no. you know what screw it first off (laughs) i i got i was i was looking at two different things but, you know, going back to, to Jeff, he, he's our, our, you know, resident uh, ant here. And uh, Sergio, I got a question for you. Are yes, you becoming sir. an ant? Yeah, I ant when I need to. I entered last week. Well, not really. Yes. But look uh, at this, this Jeff. This, Top this, this Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this shows that. Top that, Jeff. Right here. I'm so proud of wow. this. Mr. Richard, Mr. Richard, are you watching this? Look at me. Look at your boy, Mr. Richard, right here. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, this is perfection. I think I quit lift now. That's it. I'm done. I'm just going to go on the top of my game <laughs> until the hey, next hey, moron walks if in. They're show- Here's the thing. If they're showing you the money, then I'll be an ant all day long. <laughs> they showed me the money, buddy. I'm telling you. I'm betting, I'm betting that they lost probably $250 on me last week. <laughs> but we'll well, show them what did they show week. you? you what did they see. show you? Let everybody yeah. know what, what your uh, bonus was there. My bonus was uh, 12 chip for Monday um, to Thursday. 
It was 12 chips for 185. So that comes to about 16 bucks a chip. And for the weekend, I had a guarantee 23 trips for 350. That's another six <laughs> in the trip. So I did 35, um, three and a half to four dollar, <laughs> three and a half to four dollar trips. And I did actually all 23 in one day on Friday while I was also doing Uber Eats. So I was like a $500 a day <laughs> on Friday, Chris, while I was doing lift trips. I did what David Richard doesn't want me to do. I never had food and passenger in the car at the same time, Mr. Richard, so you know. And my car always <laughs> smelled good. I did the delivery, then I picked up the lift passenger, so you know. But here I am, Jeff. Can you meet this, Jeff? Beat this, Jeff. Hey, Donnie, Abride, can you beat this, bro? Right here. Look at this. Huh? Huh? Hey. <laughs> beat that. Well, either way, good job. Congratulations, uh, Lift Ant. Uh, uh, you're, <laughs> you're the honorary Lift Ant of the week this week. That's but, right. you know, uh -huh. here, here's the flip side. On the yeah. other side of the coin, you know, Uber, Uber's fighting for you too, but they're yeah. fighting for you on Uber, Uber Crew. Guess what, people? <laughs> what Brandon Black, my interview for Uber Crew is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Wish me luck. I hope I make it because I made it through the first cut. I made it through the first cut. I had to upload a video. I had to answer questions. So I made it through the first cut. Okay. So this is the email I got. And then I immediately did my Zoom call appointment with Brandon Black. We'll see you, Brandon, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Can we? Uh, um, I'm going to be very nice, very cordial until I make it to the Uber crew. Then I'm going to fucking blow that place up. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't say that. Don't worry. It's Uber crew is done by there. a third party, so it's not it'll even done by. Content, uh... <laughs> it'll be some. It's gonna be such great content. Oh my god! You know all well, those we'll five hundred. We'll have to compare notes. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We're gonna compare notes because I did Lyft driver advisory council back in twenty nineteen. You, you did it. So I've already done this. I know what it's like. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna wait so we can compare notes between Lyft and Uber. <laughs> yeah. My, I'm, I'm, hey, everybody, keep your fingers crossed. Let me make this, okay? Let me make this. Make Uber Crew straighten that shit up over there with 500 Kool Aid <laughs> drinkers over there. <laughs> I, well, I don't know care what? if Here, I last here's a the week, deal. bro. Huh? Here's the deal. When, when you're on Uber Crew because you're selected as an yeah. Uber Crew member, Okay. Uh, I am going to live stream the town hall from Uber Crew that you're yes. leading. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Great. Oh my God, that's a great idea. So I will do. I will even put. I don't think they wear Uber jackets and shit today. The hats and stuff. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um. So tomorrow morning is my appointment, and I hope I make the Uber Crew. Okay. So I can, <laughs> I can go in there and say. You fools. <laughs> no, I'm going to be very, very polite. I'm going to help a bunch more drivers, just like I did with getting him the money. And I'm going to go actually volunteer to, to, to work for Uber, Uber crew. And I'm going to make sure, though, I speak my mind, obviously. So I'm becoming an insider now, Chris. <laughs> sort of. That's as close sort as of. Uber, Uber I'm going to get. <laughs> Sort of. Like, Has anybody, anybody in chat, have you been part Uber of crew? the DAC or, you know, the, the crew, the Uber crew? I don't think there's anybody. I been don't think so. Uber they they wouldn't lower themselves um, to that level. <laughs> <laughs>
It wouldn't well, be either way, um, I, I'm just curious. But yeah, we're we're gonna compare notes because uh, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, I and I I already know. I, I mean, I already know what it is and what it's about and what you can and absolutely cannot do. Uh, so it, it'll be fun to see. <laughs> I gotta make it first. Let me make it first, and then I'm gonna celebrate, and then I'm gonna go to work. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, keep us posted. Let us know how it goes tomorrow. We want to know. So yes. we'll have yes. to know next week what it, what ends up happening if, <laughs> if they've let you know by then. Um, but either way, uh, we're going to give away another round of $25. So this is hashtag SMTMC. Make sure you put it in the chat. I apologize. I did keep the uh, banner on uh, uh, longer. So hopefully uh, uh, you okay, can get it Tracy on this point now. Tracy and Valerie yep, Tracy. and all these people. Okay, all the people yeah, instead of hashtag money. money, it's hashtag SMTMC. Again, this is for the live chat. Uh, put that in the chat, and it will be your entry in. Uh, you can try to put in as many as you want. It's just not going to happen. You're only going yeah, to be kind of put one. It's... Put one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, hashtag SMTMC, all lowercase, uh, in the live for the live chat. And right. then, um, hold on, I thought I saw somebody say something about the uh, DAC. DAC? Are they doing DAC still? I don't think they are, right? Are they? I. You know, I don't think so. I don't think they are. Um, I applied for that too, by the way. Um, but that was like two years ago, and I never got selected. This yeah. is as close as I come to Uber. This is as close as I can be. <laughs> I'm excited, Brandon Black. I'm I'm just gonna butter you up, kiss your ass, get me in there, buddy. <laughs> you know what? Just go in. Uh, I'll give you an insider tip. Have okay. high high energy going into it. High energy. Like be excited, oh. yeah. Like you, you know how you see, like I'm so excited for contestants. I'm yes. You know why? Yes, you know why they get selected because pre-screening, they're the ones who have the, the high energy and all that. Okay. I wouldn't go like, I wouldn't go the like the prices right that far, oh, but I would be energy? like okay. definitely okay. have like that that positive energy. Like okay. you fake it until you make it kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. Because um, yep, yep. that's what I did for the video for Lyft. Not wearing this shit, that's the... for sure. <laughs> I'm not wearing <laughs> this tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's a guarantee. We, we you, go you gotta wear the little happy ant shirt that you got. Yeah. Yes, I have one of those. <laughs> I have one of those. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, all right. Good advice. All Good right, advice. so let's move on. We got a couple of screenshots that we got to break down. Uh, again, uh, you can do hashtag SMTMC. Uh, we will get hashtag to that in just a minute in the drawing. So uh, one th these are a couple of screenshots that I came across uh, over the last week. Um, so the first one that you see is the switcheroo. You know, the switcheroo is going away, and I'm appreciative of that, uh, where they're testing out this whole thing. But one thing that I've been noticing is yeah. that you're not necessarily getting the upfront information that you should be when it comes to it. So what you can see right here is this is somebody who is on the way to pick somebody up. But they're getting the switcheroo oh. question. Do you want to take this particular ride? Would you like to switch? I, yes or no? Um, but it's not giving you that information. All it's giving it you me, is bro. the distance and time. And then it's just saying it's a higher rated passenger. Yeah. No, it gave <laughs> so, it to me. I got it like five, six times when I was doing those 35 tips on all of them. It says, do you want to switch to this? To this? It's like $3 more. You don't even have to do the math. It says this is $3 more or $8 less. And the rating of the business, he gave it to me like five or six times, which was like, great. I'm like, no, I'm staying with my shorty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other side, though, is that's information that you need to know in order to make the de informed decision. I, I want to know what that ride is going to be. 
Uh, are, is it going to take me somewhere where I don't want to go? Is it going to take me, you know, short? What, what's it going to be? I, I need to know this. So I agree. Um, this is I something, agree. Lyft, you need to fix this right here. You need to make sure that that mm. information is there on all of these ones that are popping up because that's the whole point of upfront earnings. I, yeah. I can be like, oh, well, you're giving me a blank check, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write in the amount that I want. Hey, this yeah. this was supposed to give me uh, twenty four hundred dollars. Where's my twenty four hundred bucks? Yeah, I, I um, um, yeah, I you know I don't know. I, I, where is that from though? Where is where, what city is that from? Do you know? Uh this one I don't remember. This was something I saw on a Facebook page. Maybe they haven't released a full version of No Switcheroo yet. I I I'm telling you, I have no complaints with Lyft, Mister Richard. Shit, awesome shit. I'm telling you. Look, still, <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, here's the thing. Tips, Okay, buddy, out of 35 chips, the icon, that little yellow man icon, was not accurate at least like 30% of the time, Mr. Risher. Okay, I go <laughs> and I'm like, I go, where is the guy? I, I don't even know. I mean, and then I see the icon moving and I'm like, oh no. So you next, you I like how it, I like how it like does circles. <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't it, know it, where to know, triangulate it it's like yeah. all over the place and then all of a sudden it's like yeah. there it is <laughs> I'm like, it's not funny mr Richard. it's like i'm i'm we gotta get going we gotta finish this 35 you know time is money let's move so yeah that icon needs to get fixed so you know um um so this next well, one, I, is I, I, one i i like this i like this comment that ryan just put but he's like you you baited me into signing up for lyft with all the lyft getting better you know what? Honestly, uh, it really is. Nonsense. There, there's certain things we're still calling out if we notice that it needs to be called out. And this is something that needs to be called out. With upfront fares, okay. I need to know the upfront price before I'm going to accept the switcheroo or not. So David okay. Risher or Lyft, you need to figure Ryan, that out. You need to put Ryan, that in. Ryan, if you, if you just signed on and you don't like it now, <laughs> if you had signed on four months ago, then you would have understand what the heck we're saying, okay? Yeah, I think the Lyft app has improved immensely. I would say over 100% better, okay? Yep. Good thing you signed on now and you still hate it. I know, I'm not, look, nobody's saying, by the way, they're not as shady as Uber. Nobody's saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that the app is definitely better. Is it going to automatically make you more money? No, but with the information you have in there, it. I think it will make me more money. 35 guarantee in bank. Okay, What's, why is it a scam? What kind of what kind of see you have no 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 particulars here you just throwing up you know shit to the wall I don't know <laughs> anyway I mean it depends on the ride count it depends on how many I mean you yeah. gotta you kind of gotta know the the ins and outs which I mean yeah. if you if <laughs> if it's thirty five hundred for two hundred and twenty trips ish or so knock it out all shorties you'll be done in a week but yep. you know <laughs> um, all right well. Either, either way, uh, Lyft, that needs to be fixed. Please fix that. Uh, if you guys are seeing anything like that on your switcheroos too, where it's not showing the information, um, try to send it to Sergio. Uh, we can see if we can highlight a little bit more of why that doesn't work. Uh, but either way, this needs to be fixed. Now, yeah. going into the center screenshot there, how many times have you seen this? <laughs> where you're I, going I around, see, you see I, this see, I see quite often because I, I'm, yeah. I drive quite often in Santa Monica, <laughs> LAX area. Yeah, I see. I see that floating, uh, you know, <laughs> floating uh, surge in the middle of the ocean or the river, or you know, in our case, the Pacific Ocean. 
I've seen quite yeah. a bit of those that I have to take Uber boat to go get the passenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And you, you don't know what, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to be getting uh, beyond that because there, there's no uh, dollar amount near there besides, as you can see on that screenshot there. Yeah, of um, so it, it's, it, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be uh, worked on as well too. I mean, one of your 33,000 encoders could probably code no go zones. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing, you know, the Buffalo, I mean, I'm, I'm right near Lake Erie, so I see that quite a bit, but then, you know, bigger parks and areas that don't have the ability to drive. And yet you're seeing that there. And then this, the best is on the runway at, uh, Buffalo Niagara, you see the surge price on the airport runway. It's like, oh, sure. Yeah. Let me go out there. I'll, I'll uh -huh. race down when a plane's <laughs> coming through. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, I mean, and look, then, man, look, you know, come on, man, give these guys a break. Look, the 2.1 billion chips should go sideways. But again, I, I think these are things that, you know, we laugh at, We, but there are problems. I mean, especially with this, you know, I'm hearing, Chris, that the, the surge virus, you know, the, the mystery surge virus is still spreading. Okay. Mm. Now it's in DC and Atlanta. So Uber. Fix your shit. Fix your shit, Uber. There you go. Uh, it's Make not a glitch. Bed. No, I hope we can know it's not a glitch anymore. I think I think they're just testing it in waves. You know, As, clean your house. It's definitely not a glitch. So. No, I mean, like I said, they had that screenshot that popped up uh, underneath that said the thing about yeah. the surge, and I'm like, no. yeah, if they put that on in there, that's not a glitch. That's bullshit. Um, oh, by the exactly way, by the way, um, I know park your car and swim. <laughs> I know we have like a couple of minutes to give the money away, so put the SMTMC hashtag SMTMC people. Um, I am hearing now. Um, Whoever is going to look, just wait until you upgrade your car to do lift locks, lift locks black, and things like that. Okay, just like Uber did with Select, they kind of phased it out and dropped it into the bottom of the passenger app, and they got rid of it and replaced it with kind of comfort. Okay. I'm hearing, Chris, that Lyft Lux is not on the passenger app on many, 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 many cities. So don't go upgrade your car to be able to do Lyft Lux. I know it disappeared in Florida. I know it disappeared in a couple of different cities, a couple of different cities in Florida and other cities. I've gotten I've gotten maybe like six or seven emails last two days saying, where's Lyft Lux? I have a Lyft Lux car. I haven't gotten any pings. And then he says, I went to the Lyft passenger app. It doesn't even show. So just like they got rid of shared rides, they may be getting lift lux trips. So you guys know they mm. may be. So don't go rushing upgrading your car to be able to do lift lux, um, because that will cost you a whole bunch of money. That would be a mistake. I'm just giving the warning now. I don't know yet. Maybe next week we'll talk more in detail. But I've been getting these emails, and I just wanted to bring that up. So, oh, yeah. there, lux is gone. we never had uh, black or lux in our area, so it never really no, matters. Nick Hummer says lux is gone. There you go. See, okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uber shared his well, bag. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's some. And then uh, obviously, the last screenshot right there. You're pretty much driving under the seven seventy five, oh, yeah. but yet you're only getting four fifty. We've talked about that surge bait bullshit before all day long. <laughs> and again, another, uh, just another screenshot showing this is still happening. Um, so it's an unfortunate thing. And then um, you know, there's a couple of comments here. Uh, this was the, uh, we wanted to highlight five reasons why riders get one star ratings. This was a short that went out recently. Uh, so Kelly wrote as a driver, everyone starts off with five stars. Hey, not bad there. It's up to the rider if they lose stars. And I agree with that. If you eat in my car, you need to ask me first if it's okay. 
must be in a container bag. I keep paper towels and wipes for the ride and myself, uh, but make sure you take any trash with you. Leaving trash gets a rider one star. You cannot smoke anything in my car. If you vape without asking, young people think it's not smoking, but it is. Uh, plus, she is asthmatic. Uh, no open lid drinks, period. We'll cancel a trip for that. And that's what we talked about before. You could cancel the trip if you want or, um, you know, wait, wait it out. But just know you're probably going to get rated low and probably not accepted. Um, I always greet every rider with a hello, good morning first. Be considerate and say it back. No greetings will uh, lose a star. And then I have never yet picked up anyone from the beach. I always seem to drop off. If you leave me waiting for more than five minutes and don't even offer an apology for keeping me waiting, just say, sorry, I kept you waiting. That's all. But to not say anything at all, you lose a star. It's rude and disrespectful to waste driver's time. Add a stop on your ride during the ride without at least asking if it's okay. Rude and one star. So that was kind of like a rebuttal to uh, what you had said with the uh, five reasons why. Yeah, I, I agree with her. I mean, I think those were the, my five reasons from the short. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, like her rebuttal and um, of it. From oh, that I like this one. I hadn't read this one. Look at this one. Yeah, so this is the the uh, this is a short that just went out a couple of days ago as well, too. Oh. Um, this was a comment where it was talking about the Uber surge match glitch. And they said, uh, this one person said, not a glitch i do uber eats and have been raw dog in the map for months my map shows nothing no orders no surges no active areas nothing but a google map with less detail i've talked to other drivers and showed them the app, the map only experienced full-time drivers in my area are having the problem interesting uh, part-time mm. and newbies have it uh, i talked to ucs and they tell me they're working on it too uh that's sure. uber customer support just so you know and they tell me they're working on it <clears throat> Uh, and I bet this is another way to kneecap to top earners or cherry pickers to even out the pickup and keep the competition high. So if you've noticed something like this, please uh, hit up Sergio, Sergio at the rideshareguide.com. Uh, if you got any screenshots showing you the maps, uh, anything like that, or even, you know, trying to do comparison shots between you and another driver that may, near, may be nearby that could have a completely different map, uh, please send that to Sergio uh, so we can follow up on this as well. Uh, I agree. I mean, I, um, I, what I noticed though, when I was doing my lift shorties, Chris, my app was on maybe total the whole week. Online hours was maybe like 17, 18 hours. Mm -hmm. And the whole time my Uber Eats app was on as well. And I'm just staying in the neighborhood where a lot of restaurants are, right? Drop off, half mile pickup, two mile drop off, one mile pickup, two mile drop off. And I was always mm -hmm. around restaurants. I, I noticed my Uber Eats pings were considerably less. So maybe things are slowing down. Summer is around. Everybody's eating out, whatever. But yeah, I was like, I noticed that that a lot, uh, much less pings on Uber Eats. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it's it's been quieter here too, at least on the rideshare front. Like I said, I'm not really doing uh, anything like that. So uh, now this is the last comment, and, and you know this this was uh, something that I completely agree with too says quote unquote rideshare is a luxury if people can't afford it because they raise the rates to fairly compensate for the drivers uh for example there's always public transportation this is from and minnesota a, right the minnesota thing yeah exactly. yeah this was a comment uh talking about when we were talking about uh yeah. the taxi taxi rates uh somebody had mentioned in a comment during the live yeah. show uh exactly. last week or two weeks ago um about the taxi rates and we were I talking agree. about that um so and that's the whole thing this is exactly what rideshare was kind of for. I mean, Lyft was more for like long rides. So yeah. if you had to go long distance, that's really what it was for. Um, Uber was more 
also the same kind of thing. It was something that was supposed to be seamless. It was supposed to be a nice car, uh, not a cab. And it was supposed to be, you know, within five minutes or not that far away when you ordered a ride. That was their whole push. Um, and, you know, it, it's the same thing. Once it started opening up besides like a black car service and it yeah. opened up to more and more drivers all over and more and more markets, it was something, again, that was, you know, a, a, more of a luxury when it, when looked at it. You know, yeah. if you looked at public transportation costs versus Uber and Lyft costs was still uh, much higher than than public transportation. So yeah. Um, yeah, this is something where you know the, I don't I don't know if this is a, a switch within you know the people's minds, it, like riders, customers, and all that, uh, where they're like, oh, I, I've grown accustomed to using the app, and you know if they raise rates, I can't I can't use the platform anymore. Well, yeah. that's what public transportation is there for. If yeah, you can't use shit. it, and you got to figure I mean, it out. Um, but you know, to reach that scale, that that's what they do. All these apps, right? It doesn't have to be right here. All these apps, they give it to you for free at the start, and then six months later, they start charging you a little bit, and then two years later, if it's successful, they charge you more. Uber did the same thing with VC money. They basically just you know gave free rides for years, two, three, four, five years until they reached massive scale. And then the day they went public, everything changed. You know, then they have a two-sided marketplace. They got to charge as much and pay as little as possible. You know, it was the, the passengers are still used to this, you know, subsidized fantasy land. They go 10 miles for 10 bucks. I'm like, in what world can a car go 10 miles for 10 bucks? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. It's a fucking so, yeah. Yeah. Man, gotta, yeah. So. yeah and, and that and that's the whole thing. It's like, I get it. You, you wanted to disrupt the taxi industry. You wanted to, to do this. Yeah, but in, in the grand scheme of things, a cab is nowhere near as nice as a personal vehicle usually is. And the majority of drivers, uh, I'm going to say, probably do keep their cars as clean as possible when they can. Um, I mean, I probably am very meticulous when it comes to it. I know you are. Um, so we're probably on, you know, maybe the top five, top one percent of wanting our cars clean and, you know, yeah. up, up. I mean, I was driving a 2013 Jeep Grand Cherokee. All the way up until pretty much i got rid of it um people were like oh this is a great car like what yeah. year is this i say 2013 they're like oh i thought it was much newer than that yeah. and that's all just coming down to taking care of it um i want to clean for myself my family uh and then you know people getting in and out of the car it just helps with tips there's a lot of things so i mean yeah. i i don't understand like the 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 whole pricing scheme it's like okay yeah sure you want to belly up the the taxi cab industry but then you know you got to pay people because they're using their personal cars they're using um their their time they're using their maintenance costs they're, they're all these things are eating together and you know it's not getting cheaper it's getting more expensive yeah. but you're trying to pay less there's a problem here there's a disconnect yeah. and we got to figure it out so hopefully we will but last thing we want to mention we want to say thank you guys, everybody. Yes. Uh, we just hit 150,000 subscribers on the channel. Uh, so that's a huge milestone. We want to make, uh, say, very appreciative of that. Uh, you know, all of our members, all the people who super chat, everybody who's in the live chat coming week after week, everybody who's following, uh, everybody who's watching videos, um, every subscriber, you know, appreciate all of this. It's, it's very much appreciative. Um, Sergio, I think you wanted to say a couple of things. I, I look, man, you know, look, seriously, I mean, this is this is this has been a great week for me. Okay. And with the help of Pablo and good friend Brian, you know, Brian Merchant at LA Times, you know, our voices are getting amplified. Now we have credibility on the street. You know, there are many channels out there. I don't see any one of their names in any newspaper or any mainstream media channel. 
These people are trusting us. Now I have my megaphone. I have journalists that I can trust. They trust me. I can amplify everybody's voice. But the only way that can happen is grow the community, right? We've grown our community wonderfully, 150,000 subs. Please tell us about, you know, about us to your friends, you know, other rideshare drivers, because every rideshare driver knows at least another five or ten. We want to keep growing. We want to get our voices louder and louder until we have a seat at the table. That's uh, Before I quit, I want to make sure I accomplish that. So all I'm saying to you guys is without your support, we wouldn't be here. You know, um, watching videos, obviously, commenting, all great things. But please spread the word. We are really doing good work here, man. We really are. I'm proud of this, this team I'm on. Obviously, my partner in crime and Chris, but now Pablo is joining the team. I'm proud of, you know, all the, um, you know, people at RSG who, who really work hard to put good stuff out, as good content as we can, as relevant content as we can. We're more balanced. I think that's why it is to our, you know, our success is because we're more balanced. You know, is everything great in the gig world? Absolutely not. Is everything horrible? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I think that's where we are. And I want to thank you and thank you from all the crew. And, uh, you know, we want to see you at 200,000, you know, hopefully in the next six months. And let's do this. Let's do this together. Thank you so much. Well, I think I think if we hit uh, 200,000, uh, we need to be doing a live show from Hawaii. <laughs> I think that's I, a, that's a um, little perk that Harry needs to get us. <laughs> bro, Harry won't even send me in August to Denver for the gig conference. Come on, man. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, he uh, did. He said no. Uh, Namatula, appreciate the super chat. Thank you. If I uh, Sheldon, name, thank I you, Sheldon. You uh, just gave Sheldon us the 10 back. We gave you 25. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, speaking you, of 25, I'm sure most people want to know exactly what uh, uh, the possibility of a win. So hold on. Let me pull this yeah, up. Yeah, maybe one more. Uh, uh, okay. Killer, killer, I-89. No, my interview is tomorrow um, uh, with Uber Crew. Keep your fingers crossed. I think I'm going to make it. I got good tips from yeah. my partner here, so I think I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you got if they don't have like a blackout list saying like our pictures are on it. I think you'd be okay. You could be okay unless unless they send the right it over to Uber and then they're like, um, "No, he's definitely not making it, and this is why." <laughs> but is that uh, the, is that the like the FBI most wanted and the post office is <laughs> like the picture? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> I think we're on that list, man. <laughs> the guy's gonna see me tomorrow. He's gonna just hang up the Zoom. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get the drawing going. Let's see who's the winner. Da -da 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 -da. Money, money, I'm gonna make money, a little. Uh, I'm gonna make a little thing that I can play. Money. Oh, William Arazzo. Congratulations! Right down the street, not too far, actually, away. Um, straight Cleveland. down I ninety. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Straight right? down I ninety. Isn't he from Cleveland? All right. Uh, I think of the Ohio area. Yeah, right around there. Cool. All right, William. Okay, William and Sheldon, email me so I can send you the money. There we go. All right. Very so, all right. <laughs> so, thank you, everybody. Seriously, bottom of my heart. And please email yep. me how much money you're getting out of this uh, Prop 22 thing. I know it's a California thing, but you know there are 1.4 million of you, so I'm sure you guys are getting some good bucks. So, there we go. Yep. 
Yeah, we want to know. We'd love to see how much uh, that's doing. Um, again, Sergio, Paulo, great job, guys. Uh, and then also, you know, next week, we need to know if you made the Uber crew, how, how the meeting went. Oh, so yeah, we're going to well, make sure that's how, part of the show. I don't know how fast they we're, get back to you. So I'm just going to do my thing tomorrow. Be, well, you know. that's what I mean. We're gonna, we're at least going to be able to know how it went or at least how you think it went. Um, okay. So we'll be able to, to kind of know that way. But um, if if you know if you were selected or not within that time oh, frame, oh, well, for um, sure. then, for then sure. we'll have to know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. have to keep it posted. Also, yeah. uh, we have uh, our Chicago test that we had yes. done early Finally. about a month ago when I was in Chicago, met up with a few drivers for both Uber and Lyft. Uh, we yeah. ran two tests. Uh, so we're going to be doing that next week. There was some very interesting uh, things there that came from it. This is the whole sheet of things that I have. I can't even see it because it blacked it out right here. That's the sheet of everything uh, when it came to all the rides that were coming in. So we got quite a bit to go through. Very surprising results when it came down to it. Um, <laughs> so you'll have to stay tuned for next week on that. And then, uh, no, oh, oh, here we go. Somebody was on the uh, uh, Lyft crew. Uh, total joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, the guy goes, Rodeo, Rodeo Bike Life says, they they be like, wait a minute. We've seen this guy on YouTube. <laughs> Possibility wait, of that. This guy costs us... This guy costs us millions of dollars. Just <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> what what quarter are we in for? Uh, for well, right now? Uh, there, I thought about that, Chris. There's two months to go for the quarter to end, so we gotta wait two months. Yeah. So here, I I think we're gonna know. I think we're going to know because the amount of money that's going to have to be paid out, it's gonna have to be on the balance book. That's a big number right there that I think they're gonna have I to show. So. I think so, so. I think they're gonna have to show that. So it'll right. be pretty interesting to see uh, when it comes down to it. All right, man. at least on Uber. I don't know if Lyft, uh, Lyft may, um, DoorDash may. Uh, I think Lyft paid public, the least. But... I think the two that paid the most, obviously, are actually there's three because during the pandemic, Instacart was like pretty hot, right? At 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think DoorDash is going to be the leader. Right behind is going to be Uber, Uber Eats, and then behind them is going to be Instacart, then Grubhub um last mile delivery companies are going to pay the most um and uh, most amount of people and most amount of money so oh yeah for sure so we got a great show for you already lined up next week uh do we have any guests or no uh we we may we're we're negotiating (laughs) (laughs) all right well we may or may not have a guest not sure uh but yeah we got a couple of things for you don't forget tomorrow uh we have money hungry with kim and zach yes Uh, they're going to be doing their live stream talking about the rideshare arena and last mile so if you're doing rideshare last mile that's definitely the live stream as well to check out um and then also all of our other great content that's coming out uh on the channel itself so if you're not subscribed already make sure you do and also make sure you give a like on the video or on the live Please. Uh, especially to show what Sergio and Paulo did. Uh, just give that little click. And little everybody, little go little read click. the article, okay? <laughs> Please. It's in the show notes. Go read the article. Um, it came out this morning early. All the screenshots that you may have missed during the live stream is there. All the evidence, step by step by step, what we did, who we talked to, the evidence, whatever. And there's more screenshots in that than we showed here. Um, you know, you guys will read some... Uh, Happy driver comments as well, how much they got, and, you know, what their opinion was. 
So um, thumbs up. Thank you so much for the support. We'll see you all at 200,000. Um, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Seriously. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week.